Well, John, um, my biggest fantasy, I think, is to be the star of a major Broadway musical. Really? And I figure the only way I'm going to be able to accomplish that is by going out every Thursday and picking up a copy of Backstage and perusing those wine ads, going to a lot of auditions, taking a lot of rejections, and eventually I'll get a gig. Yeah. So a couple of weeks ago, I picked up a Backstage. I was perusing those wine ads. They had a lot of cute ads in there. They had one they needed extras for vampire lesbians of Sodom. <laughs> now, I, feel, I did that shtick in the 70s, yeah. so I wanted a challenge. You want to stretch a little bit. I want to stretch. Yeah. So I keep perusing the ones. I see a cute ad there. It says, energetic entertainers needed for major Broadway musical, no experience necessary. So I figured that's my baby. I'm going to go to that audition. I'm liable to get rejected, but I'll be developing the good work habits. Yeah. Now, the only problem with this audition was that it was to take place at 9 o'clock in the morning. Bad, huh? Well, the night before, I did two shows. Generally, after the second show, me and the boys in the band, we like to go out for a couple of pops and whatever. Yeah. I got home, it was 7.45. So I set the clock for 8.30. I don't need a lot of time to get ready. I live in the Midtown area in Yuppie's Kitchen. Right. So I got up. I looked in the mirror. Not gorgeous. Not good. So I went into the kitchen. I whipped myself up a humongous Bloody Mary, and I sucked it down toot sweet. I filled the sink with freezing water. I put about six trays of ice in there. I soaked my head for a good ten minutes. I came up there. I put a little dab of Preparation H under each eye. The old Detroit eye tuck. It works every time. How long? Did that really does work? Oh, sure. Yeah. Then... Then I started working on my breath. I brushed my teeth about four or five times. I goggled with the Listerine. I got the Banaka, the Visine. You mix those two up, you... Yeah. yeah. I comb my hair. If you mix the preparation, I taste up your little trouble, too. With the toothpaste, yeah. though, yes. Hello? Anyway. <laughs> I comb my hair. I look in the mirror. I figure, go for it. You know, you're probably going to get rejected. But like I say, I'm developing the good work habits. Yeah. So I walked into the beautiful Vivian Beaumont Theater, 9 o'clock, on the dot, professional. The casting director is sitting on the stage. He says to me, aren't you Buster Poindexter? <laughs> and I say, yeah. I mean, I'm a little embarrassed that he recognizes me in this condition, but I cop to it. He says, you're just the kind of guy we're looking for. You got the part, co-star. Now, John, if I'd have known it was yeah. going to be that easy, I wouldn't have taken such good care of myself. That's right. <laughs> No sense in getting all that sleep. Really? So I say, okay, well, I'm interested. And so I say, who's directing this show? He says, Nichols. I says, Mike Nichols? He says, no, his name's Sid Nichols, but he's done a lot of summer stock, and he's real humanitarian. You're going to love this guy. I'm still interested. So I says, okay, who is doing the choreography for this show? He says, Tharp. Twilight? I says, Twyla Thorpe? Yeah. He says, no, her name's Sheila Thorpe. She's a flash dancer from Queens, but she's got the moves that are going to rock and shock Broadway. <laughs> so I say, okay, who's doing the score for this show? He says, Sondheim. I says, Stephen Sondheim? He says, no, his name's Bernie Sondheim, but he's been working on this score for 10 years. It is honed to the bone. It will rock and shock Broadway. So I'm still interested. So I said to the guy, I said, well, you said co-star, didn't you? He says, correct. I said, well, who would my co-star be? He says, Goulet. I says, Robert Goulet? 
And he says, yeah. <laughs> Poor Bob. He, he just... <laughs> we'll take a break. We'll be right back. said many times many ways do cocaine all day cocaine come on matt white christmas hear that is that heroin it's the sound of a Lacroix popping oh that means your boy has been drinking for a week straight and his body's so poisoned Uh he's just been pounding Lacroix all day long pissy i mean Oh. oh, yeah, that's gonna whatever get me, words. It's gonna get me straight again. I'll tell you what. I'm gonna drink this bourbon. This, see if it helps you. This week broke me. Nate, is this helping you? This shit broke me. Oh no. Oh, I tried. Just, just being near it. Uh, being near it. I can smell it. No good for me. I can smell it. Long week, friend. Oh man, that that COVID depression. Mm. It's just like head-on collision with that seasonal depression. Oh yeah, that's they're just they're fighting it out. See who's who's the king. Two bulls in a china I mean, shop. Haven't been anywhere but work or drinking for a week straight. Well, you're coping. It's been that's miserable. Good. Yeah, I got I got a whole strategy going. Yeah, whatever works really. And then today it was negative a million degrees out. Mm. Yeah. And so they were like, you don't even want to do nothing. Left the house once to go through the Dunkin' drive-thru. Ah, oh, I fucking love Dunkin', that, guy. Yeah, fucking, fucking nothing. Nice. I haven't accomplished anything. Did you get an extra large and a crawler or whatever? <laughs> <laughs> Gotta get that bacon, egg, and cheese bagel, man. That's a nice sandwich. I like pretending like I'm a New Englander. Going and getting a bacon, egg, and cheese. I like nice it. Nice Dunkin' coffee. Do you wear uh, Red Sox gear and then just like walk in as opposed to use the drive-thru? Oh, absolutely not. No? I use the app. Oh. So I can pay with Apple Pay. I don't have to dig out any cards. Yeah. I don't have to make any physical contact with anybody. You, uh... Right through that drive-thru. Whenever... We're living in a space age. Well, back when uh, we could do stuff in the real world... Oh, God. You would always, uh... Oh, there was a time. There was. There Getting was so sick of looking at the same things. You would, uh, you'd always talking to the same people, yeah. going nowhere, yeah. doing nothing. That's this place. Oh, ugh, uh, ugh. Uh, that's getting me now. You used to pay me for shit with uh, Apple Pay all the time. Yeah. Like, hey, we went and did this. You paid for those drinks. Here's some Apple money. Throw around some Apple money. And I'm always like, that's not real money. And then it sits on my phone and I forget. And then I'm all <laughs> like, oh, I got $100 on my phone. This is just real money. And then... Uh, you just use it for anything. Uh, yeah. So you've been funding my Dunkin' Donuts oh, for, hell yeah. for a little while now. I keep running low and I'm like, what do you got, Apple? Still some on there. Pay with Apple. Get one of those Apple fritters with that Apple money. I bet that'll that'll treat you nice. That's Apple crazy. <laughs> do they have apple cider there? I think Warm apple cider. apple cider this time oh, of the I year. I could go Apple crazy. 
I was looking for a bottle of uh, some apple brandy, but oh. you know, you just can't find it anywhere around no? here. Everybody's got that low proof apple jack bullshit. Oh, uh, it's garbage. Like, no, I want 100 proof bottled in bond apple brandy. Where is it, you hillbilly Indiana liquor stores? I was going to say, I bet Frazier has some. It's a fucking hillbilly drink right there, apple brandy. It should be should be everywhere around here now that I think about it. No, he's a sherry. I don't guy. want an apple jack. Apple jack. Fucking <laughs> ridiculous. <laughs> so send me apple brandy. Anybody listening to this? Or one of those needed here at Baby Oil and Blow Studios. One of those uh, Beethoven dogs. One, a, if one of those barrel, Beethoven dogs showed up with a barrel, with a barrel of apple brandy at my front door, it'd be the rare instance when I actually answered my front door and owned a dog. Or no, would you just no, let him back into the wild? He'd have to go back out into the wild to help other people dying in this frozen tundra we're living in. That's fair. All the drunks stumbling back from the bars now that they're closing them early. Just gonna. The streets are going to be filled with them. How come there's... People don't understand how the worst element of our town gets housed in these bars all night long, and you kick them out, you're just inviting trouble. Yeah. How come, uh... How come there isn't a kids animated movie where like uh, a Beethoven type dog mm-hmm. voiced by like a Tom Waits goes Ooh. around saving drunks? I'd like, like that. Hey, you just need a little nip of this, friend. You're going to be all right. Maybe we got an idea here. We put this yeah. together. Can you draw? I don't see why not. Yeah, you could probably figure it out. I drew a pretty bitchin' uh, Mask and Lobo mm. mural on Ooh. the side of my comic book box. We're talking... When I was like 12 or 13. DC Comics Lobo is what we're talking. Yeah. That space guy. The main man. Okay, yeah. Yeah. He was or Mame Man. The Mame Man. <laughs> That's so what they dumb. called him. He talked like uh, Johnny Dangerously. Like yeah, that you was his bastard. I would like to direct this to the distinguished members of the panel. You lousy corksuckers. You have violated my Fargan rights. This Samanambaching country was founded so that the liberties of common patriotic citizens like me could not be taken away by a bunch of Fargan iceholes like yourselves. One of the worst things from 90s comic books. And the mask the uh, was Christopher Stoltz. Oh. They're was... not Christopher Stoltz. Uh, Eric Stoltz. Eric Stoltz, yeah. yeah. I was picturing uh, a, a Jim Carrey mask doing a wolf howl, no. maybe. You drew that on the side no. of your... No, it was, he's, nice. just, he's just like, life is pain. And Lobo's all like, I'm going to bring you pain. I'm the main man. I think this Tom Waits dog movie yeah. should be set at Christmas time. Should be helping out all the Christmas drunks. Yeah. Christmas drunks? You set something at Christmas, people start watching it every yeah. year at Christmas. Those royalties never go away. They just oh, keep rolling man. in. That's a good idea. If I was any sort of artist, songwriter, filmmaker, everything would be set around some dumb holiday so people would just be firing my shit up once a year. That's a pretty good idea. Keep those things coming in. Keep it rolling in. What, uh, Flag Day? Has that got a good movie yet? No. Somebody capture the flag movie. A couple of Vince Vaughn and Owen Wilson are on opposing capture the flag teams. They're doing this ever since they were kids for the past, like, 35 years. They're a little busy. Some sort of twist happens. I don't know. They're a little busy writing Wedding Crashers, too. Oh, is that the rumor on the street? Rumor? Vince Vaughn said it. Straight from his lips to my ears. Yeah, man. Never... Never heard a sweeter bit of news than Wedding Crashers 2. I've been waiting on that for years, man. People are like, hey, Vince Vaughn, this new movie you're in actually looks pretty good. And he's like, let me talk to you Mm. about a friend of mine, Owen Wilson. That's right. And what he and I are doing. I've heard about him for a while. He's been taking a little bit of a break, but it's time for that man to come back. Why did he take a break? 
Who oh, made him take oh, a break? Wow. I don't know. He's great in that uh, Maybe he tried uh, incoherent vice. I know he tried. Oh yeah, to, I know he tried to kill himself at some point. Yeah, he's maybe he's a, back on that. He's a sad boy. Yeah, he might, might just forgot. be back on that for a little bit. Probably just listening to the Smiths. Oh, I could picture that for sure. Just not very happy. Just hair all must. Yeah. Picture his hair being must. Did they have the Smiths in Texas? In some parts of Texas. Okay, <laughs> maybe in Austin. Yeah. yeah there you go. Hey, it's Baby Oil and Blow. It doesn't take place in Texas. It takes place in um, Colombia. It's a Colombia debacle full of action and explosions and bullets. From Valverde. That's right. We are both of your hosts. I am one half. My name is Matt. Oh, that's right. You see. And then with me is always. Right this time. He is. The tennis announcer to my mm. Richie Tenenbaum, he is Nate Adams. Oh, hoy, hoy, everybody. Yeah, that's who it was. I think yeah. that, was uh, that was the other Wes Wilson. Anderson's brother who voiced the tennis announcer, if I'm not mistaken. I think it was the third the Wilson brother. If you want to. Uh, there was a third one. Oh, there's some sort of trivia to knock around there. You're the unknown Wilson. Has this become a deep Wes Anderson movie trivia podcast? Yeah. Because that's, what that's we do. a niche that I don't know anybody's filling. That's I could, somebody to listen to it. Yeah, somebody. You probably get a stamps.com fucking ad thrown on something like that, oh, yeah. I imagine. Yeah. Wes Anderson fans. It's polite. I, I would imagine a upscale, you know group of people mm-hmm. you got a lot of money to throw around you could sell an sell an ad on that thing their parents send them I to like nice this colleges shit yeah. everybody everybody listens to this has got to be unemployed that's right <laughs> and if you aren't lose your job loser mm. what are you keeping it for yeah Ugh. what are you doing it's covid times everybody's got an excuse and you're still out there working yeah you're an oh, idiot scumbag uh, what are they gonna do evict you uh, i like to see them come and they try can't you're going to have to evict my entire gun collection if yeah. you come here trying to throw me out. You can't kick them out in the winter. They're not allowed to. There's still a lot of people are getting evicted. It's a huge problem right now. Oh. We're, we're in the middle it? of a terrible crisis. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Oh, man. I'm sure those clowns up on Capitol Hill will be taking care of it soon, though. Am I right? The fat cats? Those fat cats up, oh, there, on, up there in Washington. You know who's evicting them? Wait, they're getting evicted? No. They're the ones doing the evicting. Oh, you, know, right. you know who's doing the evicting? Who's that? Same people that got rid of a lot of Taco Bell's menu. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Some of those who run forces are the same who burn crosses, Matt. Bruce Springsteen. It all goes back to Taco Bell. Yeah, that's heavy. Have they added anything back? No. They're cutting no. that menu down and they were like, don't worry, it's going to give us plenty of room to, you know. Stretch our legs. We're going to be do doing cool some shit. new crazy shit you're going to love. What, what's it been? What I've seen nothing. Yeah, I don't want. I'm waiting, Taco Bell. Where's the new Christmas burritos? Yeah, I don't want like a three-plated nacho oh, platter you oh, guys came up fucking, with. Fucking, yeah, bucket of nachos. Yeah. Get that out of my fucking face. Yeah, just give us potatoes and fritos. the iconic Mexican pizza. Mm-hmm. I saw a lot of people upset about the Mexican pizza when that all went down. Probably I, Mexicans I had, that couldn't get pizza anymore. I had never known anybody who has ever ordered a Mexican pizza. I've I never, mean, I'd never seen that happen in real life. I didn't know that was a popular menu item, actually. I saw a guy order one saw once. Saw a guy order one of those ones? At, in in wow. the cantina. Like, like, you had to be in there. It's like seeing a Bigfoot. 
I was a tostada fan. You ever get down on the tostada? Oh, the tostadas. It's delightful. It's, it's, it's smattering of those real it's a Taco fun one. Bell beans. It's a fun one. That red sauce. Matt, it's Love December. It's Christmas time. It's time for a new uh, new thing here on Baby Oil and Blow. A oh. new monthly series like, oh, like we okay. always do. Yeah. It's, uh, it's Christmas time. We told you last week we weren't lying. It wasn't just some sort of... Weird threat. prank we were pulling. Or a threat. One of those like oh so random internet humor things. We're doing yeah. a very cyberpunk Christmas all yes. December long. We're watching 90s cyberpunk movies for Christmas because it's a weird idea we came up with like yeah. a year and a half ago. I don't even remember. And it finally why came it to was fruition. Funny, but a year and a half later, here we are. We don't have it's to December explain our, 2020. our comedic we're genius doing. to anybody else. Comedic genius. It's all around here. Yeah. Uh, let's get into the rundown right here. I'm Fucking excited. Rundown this week. It's gonna, this is going to be brought to us by Eggnog. We're in the window oh. now. That 30 days of noggy goodness. It's out on all the grocery store shelves. I would imagine. I haven't been in a grocery store. Mm. I don't know. I haven't been anywhere. It's 2020. Yeah, I don't know if I've seen any or not. I did get a carton of gas station eggs, though, that's been holding me over. So I've been making my own oh, nogs. Nice. It's been it's been working out well for nice. me here. In, uh, What's the shelf life on a gas studio, station egg? Studios. It's December 10th these things are going to go bad, according to the little stamp on the side of it. How so. long is an egg usually good for? I don't know. I think, I think much longer than we give them credit for. Huh. You know? Pretty much the only place in the world who keeps our eggs in the refrigerator. Oh, is that a thing? Yeah, nobody oh. else in the world puts eggs in a refrigerator. They really? just let them sitting around. I don't think eggs go bad. I think eggs are fine. Huh. I'll eat like a 10-year-old egg right now. Milk's fine Bring to it leave to out, right? Oh, yeah. Milk, you leave that out, no problem. Okay. All right. Keep that under a heat lamp. Just, just So it's sure. always warm whenever I want it. Duh. Rundown this week is of the first film in our 90s cyberpunk buffet. Yeah. We're diving into here. It is 1992's Free Jack. That's all one word. It's not Free Space Jack. It's Free Jack. It's one thing. Duh. This is a film with a runtime of 110 minutes. Dangerously close to that two-hour mark. Yeah, that's an hour 50 this is for you idiots that can't do math. film with a budget of $30 million. It probably made like Brought back eight times that. Dismal Let me hear gross it. of $17 million. $129,026 oh. brought in so little oh. they've got the number down to the last fucking dollar oh Jesus what this thing made this is a film this that is was surprising to me directed by a lad goes by the name of Jeff Murphy that's a cool name huh spells it that stupid way G-off like G-off but yeah. also I think he's from New Zealand or something so I'm maybe gonna cut him some slack yeah. like maybe that's just a weird foreign thing my uncle Jeff's a G-off he's a G-off yeah oh, why did they do that to him yeah. Spell Jeff J E F F. It's a simple, standard American name. Why it was, make it fancier than it needs to be? I think it's that Brit blood. Ugh. Ugh. Stars of this film. Could see the Limeys doing that. First off, we have Emilio Estevez in this film as its star, playing Alex Furlong. Yeah. A race car driver who dies in an awesome race car crash and then gets sent to the future. <sighs> he was, of course, Otto from Repo Man. Hell yeah. Remember? And uh, Jack Colt from Loaded Weapon 1. I think those are the two highlights of his career. Ooh. Two fine, fine films. Second appearance on our show. Uh, what was our first Estevez film? Uh, just, we did Judgment Night. That's, yeah, yeah, there we go. Judgment Night. There yeah. we go. Okay, yeah. yeah. You might also know him as a uh, being married to Paula Abdul in the past 
and sharing the same birthday oh, as yeah. me. I never knew uh, him and the Abdul were smushing. Oh, yeah. I think they were married. Good for him. Yeah. Good for him. They were together, at least. Other big actor in this film, as it's sort of number two star, is uh, Hollywood actor Mick Jagger. Hey, playing the character of the Sendak, the head of the, uh, the Bone Jackers. Who are a paramilitary organization? Victor Vasenjic seems to exist solely to hunt down people who have been plucked out of the past, sent to the future, and Ooh. then who escape. So I guess these people are escaping all the time. This this, this movie would lead us to believe. It's got a, something that's happening constantly. I mean, yeah, he's got like a militant got, group to got, stop yeah, it. They've got quite a budget too. Yeah. This, this group of people. Yeah. Uh, you of course know him as playing the character Wilbur in Fitzcarraldo. Mm. Are you art film fans oh, out there listening to Baby Olmos? So good. Also in this movie, we've got Renee Russo as the She's female lead. She's famous from a thing, She's isn't she? She's playing the character Julie Redland. Oh, okay. Who is uh, the chick of the movie. A real chick. The movie had to have somebody with long hair and boobs. And sex so like, appeal, yeah, you huh? Get, you had to get somebody, so... Might as well get Rene Russo. I guess. Who you know as playing Dr. Molly Griswold in oh. maybe the best Kevin Ooh. Costner movie, Tin Cup. Ooh. I think that's my favorite Kevin Costner movie. Don Johnson in that one? I believe he is. Yeah, okay. Uh, Anthony Hopkins is senselessly in this film as McCandless, uh, the head of a big company that does future stuff. Senseless. He was the gray-haired old man werewolf oh. in the Wolfman remake. Ooh. And uh, also, can't forget maybe the maybe the high mark of his career, Hrothgar in Beowulf. He was Ooh. big star of that Beowulf motion capture movie. I think about that movie often. <laughs> fucking Robert Zemeckis made. Remember when he spent like ten years making only motion capture movies? Oh, what yeah. the fuck was going on there? Yeah, what did he make? Polar Express. Polar Express. Beowulf. That. God, I think there was another one. Yeah. I think there was another one. I think he declared at one point like, that he was the new only going to make those for the rest of his career. He should have. He was like, "All right, I'll make a Denzel movie. This isn't going too well." He should have done a mocap of uh, the movie Heavy Metal. People would watch oh, that. Man. Stoner dudes in denim jackets would watch it. That's for damn sure. And people that love big titties. Ain't that everybody? <laughs> Anybody who don't love big titties? Come on. Ain't it the truth? Jonathan Banks is in this film playing the character Michelette, mm. who's kind of a an upper management figure in the in the future company. He uh, he was Mike from Breaking Bad. That's how most everyone knows him. Uh, People also, like that show. Yeah. If 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 you're not a Breaking Bad fan though, you probably know him as playing three different characters on three different episodes of Hardcastle and McCormick. Right there. Yes. Pretty hard to forget that. Wait, he was in Hardcastle and McCormick and Castle? Wow. 
That's that's a career right there. Also, I saw in two like late '70s shows back to back. I forget which ones, but some big ones. He played the character of Jeb and then the character of Jed. Oh, this guy, this guy was tight. Got some range. Yeah. Uh, bringing up the rear here, I'd like to mention that hey. uh, David Johansson is also in this huh. film playing Brad, mm. Alex Furlong's sleazy manager. You know him from being Buster fucking Poindexter. He's an icon. Yeah. An icon of the music world right there. It's two, we got two music icons acting mm-hmm. in this film together. It's, it's a real yeah. treat. Tagline of Free Jack. What was that uh, What was that shitty cop movie he was in? It had like a, a, a real line in the, in the preview, something about a dog. I don't know. Oh, I don't know. He was in that he Car 52, oh, Where Are You? Car 54, Where yeah. Are You remake. I think he was in that. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Is that like a Dan Aykroyd in that thing? Oh, I don't. I, I think he was the main star. He was the main star? Yeah. Oh, I'm thinking of the Dragnet remake. Oh, that was uh, Tom Hanks and Dan Aykroyd. classier than the Car 54, Where Are You remake. Yeah. Tagline of this film, don't let the future pass you by. I like that. It's, Is that a stone really makes lyric? you think, yeah. Plot synopsis here. Let's uh, dig into what this weird, weird film is about. Okay. Uh, time-traveling bounty hunters find a doomed race car driver in the past and bring him to 2009 New York. I don't think that's really what the movie's about. Where his mind will be replaced with that of a terminally ill billionaire. That's Free Jack. That's the rundown. I mean... Now let's get into some goddamn bullet uh, points. I gotta quit. It this was next car- segment of the film where we dig through our goddamn notes. We talk about all the things that stood out to us as we were watching it. It was Car 54. Okay. Did he have a partner in that? or was uh, John C. McGinley. John C. McGinley and Buster Poindexter. And Fran Drescher. Car 54, where are you, remake? Yep. Uh, gotta say, never saw that one. Maybe that's a blind spot. Ooh. I need to, I need Rosie to go back O'Donnell. Al Lewis, Nipsey Russell. I didn't know this was an ensemble. Yeah. Who wasn't in this thing? Nipsey Russell was still alive when that thing came out? Oh, I guess just barely. Matt, we need to get you off IMDb and into your notes so we can kick off this bullet point segment. What's your first bullet point, man? We got legs. We got got legs. They... Uh, they were they playing that ZZ Top song? Well, no, because... The version you were watching? It was Emilio's legs. Oh, fucking yeah. uh, first scene, I yeah. guess. Well, it's uh, it's well, like there's, flashing back and yeah, forth. Yeah, flashing yeah. back and forth. We got like some sexy early 90s erotic thriller saxophone music going. Yeah. And then like there's... You some, know they like, watched Lethal Weapon. Some dramatic fog going too. Ooh. And then like there's some trucks going Ooh. through the fog. And then flashing back to Emilio's sexy legs, he's all like yeah. sprawled out in a bed and like little little gray man undies yep. is what he's wearing. He had uh, some thick thighs going. Did he? He some powerful I was, thighs. I was thinking about how slight he looked this entire movie. That's because he's next to that thick thighs. Amazon <laughs> Rene Russo. Every single scene when he's next to Rene Russo, I'm like, is that? Russo going somewhere with her little brother? Did her uh, did her okay. mom make her take her, her little brother somewhere? This move single-handedly paved the career of Tom Cruise. Oh, that might be true, yeah. He's snuck right in there. Yep. That path that Emilio West of has blazed. That's right. Yeah, but we got a, a little domestic scene here where they're, they're a couple, yep. a happy couple waking up in the morning. 
We learn it's a big day. He's a race car driver. He's got a big race going on. She's all like, you gotta get up. You gotta mm-hmm. get up. Yeah, you she straight up money trains him. Morning. And then she kisses his butt at one point. And I was like, I wonder if that was scripted or that was just a little Rene Russo taking some liberties and getting her lips on some Estevez yeah. butt right there. I think you got a little glimpse into how Rene Russo yeah, gets think, down at home. I think she's... We got, we got some perv action yeah, going here. Yeah. Any excuse to wave her nose around a butt, Renee Russo. That's yeah. She's rocking it. She does it. We cut back to more fog and tanks driving through the fog. Yeah. And all of a sudden, you realize Mick Jagger's got a big helmet and he's in charge of a fucking army. That's right. It's crazy. It makes perfect sense. He looks like he's playing laser tag in that helmet. He I said the like same every, thing. Every scene in this movie, he's got that helmet I was on. like, why it's is like everybody, his trademark. everybody's wearing these like laser tag and photon helmets that are just too big? Yeah, it was 100% photon. Remember when you had all the sensors on the side? You'd go there and they'd make you wear the same stuff that like 18-year-old kids were wearing. And it was oh, like, yeah. I'm and like weigh 50 pounds like i can't do this they weren't spraying those things down with sanitizer no. like they do bowling shoes either no. there's everybody's putting on the same disgusting it, helmets one bro after you another. you went to giving photon other, giving each other fucking fleas you went to photon you're immune to covid that's true like fucking you got you got your adrenaline pumping you're on top of the world there that's right doing that photon shit i'm gonna, go, feeling anything. I'm gonna go play free jacket photon yeah okay my right here it's uh I wrote, it's not just that Estevez is a few inches shorter than Rene Russo. Uh-huh. It's also that his frame is as slight as hers or more so. Yeah. Just look like look like a little bird. And he's always like a little half baby bird. Step behind her the entire yeah. film. <laughs> just 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 shrunken. It's really it's, weird. It's like it's like pro wrestling managers yeah. they traditionally always like hunker down and stand behind their big pro wrestler to make right. them seem bigger and more yeah. opposing whenever they were cutting their promos. Yeah. This is this is what Emilio Estevez is doing this entire fucking... And he's just got that full-on baby face going. He looks like low-T, yeah. like he couldn't fucking sprout a whisker if his life depended on it. Not like his brother, Charlie Sheen, yeah. who's got that cool beard in a, yeah, whatever that fucking, bike movie was we watched. Man. Oh, okay, yeah. Fucking Out for Justice, yeah. I think it was called. The motorcycle Whatever movie. it was. It yeah. was good. I yeah, liked it. He looked cool as fuck with that yeah. Out for Justice cool. beard. That's right. We're at the... Uh, we, 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 we get them at the... The, the big race. He's doing like a time trial or something, and he yeah. hops out, and she's like, oh my God, such a good race car driver. I can't believe I'm dating a race car driver. It's the coolest. I'm fucking Mario The Andretti. early 90s are so uh, exciting. Everybody like, loves Formula whole new One. World. So many cool things going on in the 90s. And then the big thing in this movie that I forgot gets established. It's uh, the reoccurring bit of Mia Estevez telling her, nibble my ear. Oh, yeah. She's like, oh, we're in public. He's like, come on. Come on. Nibble my ear. Come on, slut. <laughs> like, it's established. You as sniffed like, my ass in bed earlier. Now like nibble thing, my ear. a thing that they do. Yeah. He makes her nibble on his ear. <laughs> I never heard anything For like luck. this. This is weird. They act like this is just like a normal it's thing. So randy. Ugh. <laughs> no thank you, these two. These guys, too much. I tell you. Cut back to tank guys. We see they're in like a post-apocalyptic future. There's just like, you know, trash can fires everywhere. Yeah, looks cool. Bunch of scumbag like bums. Looks real trash cool. blowing around. Post-apocalyptic futures always look fucking awesome. Yeah. Any, any movie that has one, I like automatically. Yeah. Just throw a post-apocalyptic future in your movie. I'm going to like it. Doesn't um, matter how bad it yeah. is. I'm, I'm always like, good for you. Way to try it. Enter Buster Poindexter. Hell yeah. After we establish this other shit's going on in the future here. 
Toyota's hot, hot, hot. Yeah, he shows up. He's like, hey, Alex Furlong, I want you to meet some sponsors or whatever. Yeah. I'm wheeling and dealing over here. I'm in the New York Dolls, dog. That's right. Alex Furlong's a dickhead to all these suits, though. So, right. like, you learn for the first time, like, this guy's he's not going to cool. fucking he's not, bow down to the man. He's not a corporate he's a shill. fucking cool-ass rebel. That's, yeah. that's for sure. He got into Formula race car driving mm-hmm. because his rich-ass daddy... Mm. Gotta be. Loved it. Gotta okay? Be. Ain't no poor people racing Formula One cars. Yeah, not because he's some damn sure. sellout stooge. All right? <laughs> Jesus. Uh, Jagger's doing a countdown to something, and they got a bunch of dudes. No one like knows what. Tinfoil suits like Gary Busey wore in yeah. Predator 2. Uh, there's like some laser cannon gun things. Bob's there. Yeah. He, he does like a fucking Richie Downs' a gun brother. style missile lock on Emilio's car when mm-hmm. Emilio's racing his car, but you're going back and forth, and it's hard to figure out what's happening. Not for me. One's I'm nighttime, one's during the day. You're mm-hmm. like, what does all this shit have to do with each other? No. You'll find out. You'll find out. He's about Real to get soon. free jacked is what's, is what's about to happen. They wasted no time here. No, it's, it's true. We are kind of right into this This thing. is like 10, 15 minutes into the movie. Right, we've already, Emilio Estevez already has a horrific car crash that I remember was a big feature of the ads when this movie oh, was yeah. coming out. Hell it was yeah. one of the big things that sold me on it. It was like... A, Mick Jagger wears a helmet. Awesome. Mm-hmm. B, there's a sweet scene where a race car gets bumped from behind and then inexplicably flies like 80 feet in the air, smashes into like a big bridge and explodes in a huge fiery ball fire. That's fucking awesome. I want to see that. bump and he hits the tire in front of him mm-hmm. and like ramps yeah. off of it's it. A, it's a huge ramp. Makes ramping. perfect That's sense. Just See, you never took a lot a of ramping going on. Class. I love, I love the shot too. Like as soon as this thing, it's just, just seconds. Bump, ramp, explosion. Yeah. Cut to Renee Russo's face screaming. <laughs> it's an excellent cut. Just an excellent yeah. cut. She's wearing like a dumb early '90s hat. She looks like a real clown. She looks like any chick from like the past ten years. Mm. Yeah, that's I guess, a hipster chick. I guess yeah. That 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 that, that fashion boho in 1992 chic. is is back back yeah. in a big way. Big hats. Big sweaters. Yeah, nothing, nothing, no, no bigger red flag than a girl in an ostentatious hat. Really? Girl rolls up wearing an ostentatious hat. You're just like, ugh, she's got a lot of ideas. She's going to be a pain in the ass. Now Guarantee what? Guarantee it. What if she rolls up in an Austin Powers hat? Ooh, that'd be pretty cool. Okay. <laughs> Austin Powers or Stone Cold Steve Austin? Like, either one of those hats, I'd be yeah. like, all right, this chick's down. This like, chick likes to party. What we realize happened, though, is that Mick yeah. Jagger was missile locking onto this past race car so that he could free Jack Estevez out of the past <laughs> seconds before he died into the present. Now he's all like on a mad scientist table, just like an operating slab. There's some some doctors working on him. Yeah. This is all happening in like a mobile lab. They got like traveling tanks and like big, you know, Future like space lab. Yeah. Space lab trailers that they're dragging around, which. Yeah. I didn't quite understand what was going on here. They're like trying to bring him back to life, and they're like, "We gotta smash through all these barricades in the road." Blah blah blah. Yeah. And I'm like, "Well, why? Do you really? Why are you in a car to begin with? Why doesn't this just happen in like a stationary a lab? lab in a building somewhere?" That makes no sense. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> they had to be where the accident. It's much was, more exciting. Maybe I don't. It's much know. more exciting. It's never explained. This, this, doesn't matter. It's definitely never. Like many many things in this film, it is certainly never explained. Because it it's not important action scene. Because yeah, they're like you know we got to get back mm-hmm. to home base. Because 
a body from the past is worth a lot of money. There's probably going to be a lot of people at least trying seven to like mil. crash our little convoy at here. At least seven mil they keep it. saying. That happens. Before yeah. you know it, there's scumbags just coming out of the woodwork everywhere. Oh, Machine gun in this convoy. Jesus. Chaos happens. This is scary. Fucking Emilio Estevez comes to. He's very confused. Yeah. But he sees that he's been like abducted by aliens or something. And they got like a big laser cannon hanging yeah. above him. They're like, oh, he's awake. Just start the lobotomy. So what you learn in this scene is that uh, five foot two fucking low T smooth faced uh, Emilio Estevez uh-huh. race car driver yeah. is also one of the biggest badasses who ever yeah. lived because he's going to spend the rest of this movie just kicking the shit out of everybody. He starts beating people up here. He grabs that laser gun and is like shooting electricity at everybody. He breaks out of this thing. These within seconds, he's free. He's a free jack. These I guess he was just a jack up to this point. Now he's a free jack. Nate, these race car drivers have incredibly uh mm. just quick I guess that's true. Uh their their reflexes, reflexes and hand eye yeah. coordination probably lends Dexterity. itself very well to kung fu yeah. training. Why do you think uh fucking uh bullet liked to do all his own driving, you know? Yeah. Steve I guess McQueen. That's true. Mm-hmm. He was junkies. also a man's man. Adrenaline junkies, I think about these guys. man's man, manly men. I think yeah. Steve McQueen. I think Emilio I think a five four Steve McQueen. And five two Emilio. There was Steve a period was here taller. in the 90s where they were kind of just like trying to make Emilio Estevez kind of like the new uh, Charles Bronson, it felt like. It was just like, yeah, let's take this tiny little not really imposing looking. Well, I guess Bronson was fucking shredded when he was young and like that's true. had some clout as being like a badass. Yeah, he was in like storied you know, badass yeah. movies. It was weird here. There was like a five-year period where they're like, Emilio Estevez action hero and it's weird maybe because i think we could pull it off this is like coming out of the ashes of like the fucking action yeah, the, the, the renaissance you got all here. the biggest yeah. most badass most ripped as shit action stars still doing their thing Emilio Estevez, known as being one of the brat pack like yeah from like teen comedies or whatever how did he fucking i mean are you sure he's got a famous dad and a famous brother or whatever it's probably a lot of clout but it's pretty amazing the string of action starring vehicles he had going on here like how how much do you think uh fucking old man sheen mm. uh marty yeah how much did he get his kids in the movies and how much were people just like, no, 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 these, yeah, these guys are good. That's a good question, because, I don't know, what's the whole Sheen-Estevez dynamic? Like, they're both Estevezes, right? But, like, Charlie took his dad's name, yeah, and Emilio yeah. Emilio didn't. took his mom's name, yeah. Yeah, so, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what the, the break is there, and if, like, Emilio had, like, more of a, I want to make it on my own fucking attitude than Charlie did, or, yeah. or what. Or is she? Or is Martin Sheen an estimate? I don't know. Either yeah. way, who's to say? Because Charlie, something's going on. Charlie there. Sheen is really Carlos Estevez, mm-hmm. I believe. Yeah, is his real that's name. right. Yeah, Carlos. <laughs> he, uh. he looks the furthest thing from a Carlos Estevez uh. I've ever seen. Like, I, maybe that's just why he changed his name because it was just like. If I'm going to casting calls as Carlos Estevez and no I show one's gonna up looking like it. this, yeah. they're going to be like, what? You're not what we were looking for. Yeah, that's You got to be a Chuck Sheen. That makes more Chuck sense. Chuck Sheen. But Emilio, fucking, it's you know, low-key, even whiter guy. Yeah. I've heard it said, and nothing's fucking truer, is that Charlie Sheen 
and Emilio Estevez don't look like each other, but they both look like Martin Sheen. Oh. It's weird, that's, but it's true. Yeah. Don't look like each other, that's but accurate. they both look like their dad. Yeah. And I don't quite know how that... He gets confused in my brain. Do they even get along anymore? Does anybody know? I don't know. You'd think that we would have had a men at work too yeah. by now if they were if they were on speaking terms or, or whatever. Or you think Emilio would have said something about that AIDS reveal? I don't know. Emilio, like directed a film like with marty five or six years ago or something that i like was a film critic at the time and like saw and like sort of did a q a with him and yeah. he seemed like a real down to earth just like normal guy who sort of yeah. mostly backed off from the hollywood lifestyle that's what it and seemed then like. that was during the era of chuck sheen just being the height crazy. like yeah. i've got aids and i'm crazy like yeah. fucking on the tabloid news every day so i was Doing like meth all the time i gotta imagine these guys don't get along don't it have a lot to say like to each would. other yeah emilio's just harboring feelings of resentment as was super fucking boring too carlos was a better baseball player like walking some sort of trail it's like so with him and his old man right yeah. where they're traveling <laughs> the country or some oh, shit so fucking boring yeah oh, well. <laughs> it was like half asleep during that thing nice guy it was, it was, it was a q a though yeah seemed like a real nice guy okay. seemed well, like a good. real nice guy that's good uh, okay, the Bone Jackers are, are fighting off an attack. Cool name, by the way. <laughs> if, if if we were to start a street gang, I'd I'd want us to be called the Bone, Bone Jackers. Jackers. Like, yeah. If I was gonna roll around with like a fucking like denim fucking jacket with some sort of yeah. patch on it, some sort Bone of insignia, Jackers. yeah, I'd want it to say Bone Jackers yeah. on the back of my fucking uh, my coat for sure. What are you guys gonna do? Jerk me off? No. We're oh. here to literally yeah. steal your bones. You don't want to know what a Bone Jacker is, man. Fucking. Yeah. Funny's funny, yeah. Ha ha, I get it. You don't, will, even, you don't want to fuck with us, man. We will annihilate your mind. Mm -hmm. Jagger sends his goons after him. He sees that he's... Oh, you got to. He's like... Uh, yeah. He tells them, get the meat. Stunners only. <laughs> don't want him damaged. There's anybody who gets what sort get of movie... Get the meat. What sort of movie this is and like... Somebody be awesome in it. Get the meat. It's fucking Mick Jagger. Calling out. Mick Jagger. Across the, the world. Vicendic. 100% VIP of this movie and MVP of this movie. And it's not even close. Like, whoever's second is like a. It's probably, actually, I know who's second. And it's fucking Buster Poindexter. Dancing in the sure. street. Yeah. That's Get right. the meat. Get the meat. Great fucking line. We got a cool, like, Judgment Night style. Like, hell yeah. Where Emilio is just like. Running through some slums, like, trying to get, get away from out people here. hunting him. Uh, this is when we learn that everybody knows what the word free jack is. Yeah. Everywhere he goes. You're like, a free jack. He's a free jack. He's a, a fucking free jack. jack. Like nobody will help him because it's widely known. Like you they keep calling him. If you help a free jack, you get fucked up. They keep calling him what? A free jack. Not a free jack. No, free, a free jack. jack. One word. One word. One word. Get it right, folks. Which, this is for like, how many of these, how many rich people, A, are having like bodies brought to the past for them to transfer their brains into and B how are they still so bad at this that so many of these fucking these jacks are getting free and becoming free jacks that everybody knows what a free jack is there's like all these very standard like protocols in place when a free jack is free and like all these things that you do when there's a free jack <laughs> i mean i yeah they must they must always be getting free yeah you know like Put some handcuffs on these guys as soon as they come through or something. Yeah, it seems like there should be a way to tighten up this procedure. Tighten up this procedure, Mick Jagger. Come on. You I got know to. it's it seems like he has a lot of fun chasing him. I think 
might be the thing that thrills Could be. the thrills the hunt for this guy. He's probably making excuses to let them slip through the cracks. Oh, sorry, this one got away, mm. governor. Oh, why do we keep giving Mick Jagger this job? He's losing half the people we bring through. He's too busy thinking about his rock and roll music. Yeah. The Bone Jackers are full on on megaphones here, just driving yeah. through neighborhoods like, we got a free jack. Nobody help the free jack or we'll fucking kill you. It's the guy from the Mighty Ducks, if any of yeah. you are looking. He looks like Gordon Bombay from the Mighty Ducks. Uh, we see the cityscape here, future New York, which is yeah. pretty cool because there's like a lot of LED screens on buildings, yeah. which used to mean future. Right. Now it just kind of means present. It's weird. Yeah. There's less of a... Less of a bang watching all the future stuff in this movie because we've really fair. like caught up with essentially everything they present as a future thing, like for real. Well, at this point. they uh, they do like a, a scaled down version of Ridley Scott's Blade Runner future, where it's just very scaled yeah. down. And uh, it's November twenty third, two thousand nine. Okay, yeah, mm-hmm. that's our date here. Wow, and so like pretty good guess, Jeff Geoff Murphy. Yeah, yeah. Like, you did okay, Not except for okay. guessing that the World Trade Center would still be visible That's right. from that one elevator. Uh-huh. We got, uh, cool, yeah, there's there's a new building on the New York skyline. It's shaped like a big fang. It's like the Golden Fang building. Yeah. Bunch of hunky-ass dentists down on Lower Sunset working a weird building. Look like a big-ass tooth. Golden, the fucking Golden Fang. There's a badass glass elevator that goes up the side of it, and a weird little, like, thing that looks like a jack like you mm-hmm. pick up the jacks at the very tippy top of it yeah it's an important building to the story of free jack we're gonna be we're gonna be hanging out of this building a lot over the course of this film you gotta establish you gotta establish a Pay place attention. mick does some meeting with a uh, old mike from breaking bad here and they're 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 in this michelette fang building michelette there's also another guy who kind of looks like a low-rent John Larroquette, but he only shows up for like a couple scenes and then disappears out of the movie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> who is he? They talk to a dude who's in a black cloak like the Emperor from Star Wars. Yeah. He's like all holographic, and he turns his face to be Emilio's face. He's like, I'm the Emperor. get me Emilio Estevez. I want to be in his tiny little body. Emilio Estevez. Oh, man. I want to be in his tiny little body so bad. Arise. It's going to feel so good once I slip into that tiny little Estevez body. I can't wait to slip into mm. your body, Emilio. Mm. So tight. There's some firm. tension here. Like, fucking Jonathan Banks and Mick Jagger not getting along. There's some snipe no? looks. There's some sniping back and forth. There's. Oh, God. The bad guys aren't all on the same page in this film. Oh, Jesus. Uh, Jagger's acting all passive-aggressive by handling his priceless Fabergé egg, which will get anybody on the edge of their seat. Like, yeah. Is he going to drop my priceless egg? Is he going to drop my priceless egg? This is 1916. This is pre-revolution. Sure, yeah. He says all that stuff. Yeah. This is probably the most tense Fabergé egg scene since Risky Business. He's, like, tossing it up in the air, catching it. You're you're real worried about what's going to happen to this egg. Whew. Next time we see Emilio Estevez, he's like gotten away from the Bone Jackers and yeah. he's sleeping on a church floor. Oh, that's right. He gets woke up by a nun who like cocks a shotgun and sticks it in his face. Yeah. And uh, nun's played by Amanda Plummer, great little character actress who I always enjoy. It's honey she always bunny. plays batshit characters. Yeah. Also, the crazy sister from So I Married an Axe Murderer. Oh, yeah. Also, the mechanic on the boat from Joe versus the Volcano. 
Maria. She's always weird. Maria knew her from some weird kids movie in the 90s where Mm. she was a dog that got turned into a human. There's a movie where she's a dog that gets turned into a human? That sounds great. I want to watch that right now. I think it's got like a Matilda in it. This is the scene where uh, we get all the exposition of like what a free jack is Mm -hmm. and what's going on and all this shit. They get it out of the way. Yeah, they get it out of the way and they have Amanda Plummer deliver it and she's like hitting it with a lot of crazy energy so yeah. it's much less boring than it might have been otherwise yeah she's like he's like what are you doing mm-hmm. you looking at heaven and she's like no bro you're an idiot this is just a switchboard that everybody's right. brain lives uh-huh, on before uh-huh. they die yeah. for a little bit they're, they're up in the cloud and if it ain't that essentially and then she's like all right, uh, I got this thing called the internet that yeah. exists. I'm going to go on it and look up some of your buddies. and Maybe yeah. you could like go be their problem and not mine. And he's all like, oh, is my girlfriend's brain alive? <laughs> and Ugh. she's all like, Ugh, I, I don't know. He's got mind. He's like, I don't know what you're talking about. No. Yeah. And then he's like, what about that dude from uh, the fucking New York Dolls? And she's all like, luckily, David Johansson is still around, still scumbag. He's in Sector 7. Yeah, which is Park Slope, I think they say. And they're like, ugh, ugh, 2009 Park Slope. It's it's a real (laughs) shithole. They got that one wrong. This place is like just rich kids rolling around fucking sipping lattes now. But uh, when I went there and... Oh, four or whatever. Right. It was rough. Oh, ooh. it was rough. It was free Jack scary. It was. <laughs> yeah. So she throws him a pistola on his way out, which is pretty badass. She's probably, probably the coolest nun of all time. Yeah. Like, yeah, I'll look up your friend on the internet. Here's a gun. Here's a Glock, on, bro. Man. And he shows up in Park Slope and it is a shithole, man. It's so cool. There's, there's whores it's everywhere. Alley. There's people just... Instantly, there's a big machine gun fight just going yeah. on, like in the street. So those guys had to shoot at each other. Uh, what was that? Fucking there was, there was a big sign with fake titties on the wall, uh-huh. and then there were like 3D titties, man, come get them. There was also like a gay porn theater, and was there? there was a movie playing it called Check is in the Mail, but Check was spelled like the uh, the nationality, and Mail was spelled M A L E. That's a good like, one. That's a is that a real gay porno, or did Free Jack writers like fucking brainstorm that? That's shit? the punchline to my favorite joke, which I believe I've told on this show oh, before. Oh, why not tell it again? Well, you see, uh, it's so long. I don't know. It's <laughs> something about a lion eats somebody, and uh, it sounds hilarious. Mister Zydema turns to us and goes, "Hey, is he the uh, check is in the mail?" There's cool shit going on here where we get like a awesome mix of like future technology and past technology which lets you know there's been like some sort of like collapsing of society at some point which i like yeah you get like i don't know like a a, some sort of future thing but it's being like pulled by like a donkey or whatever yeah half things are just like future cars and the other half are just like people riding burrows and shit i love all that shit yeah shit's the best emilio's all getting in people's faces also ministries just blaring in the background like you can't tell where it's coming from but like it's not just like soundtrack music because like once he goes into like he ducks into a slum house when like the shooting happens it's still playing but like softer (laughs) so it's like well somebody's actually just blaring ministry ministry outside which I love that. It lets you know, like, future's fucking crazy. Yeah, this movie's like, 
there's no way Ministry isn't still a huge band in 2009. <laughs> no way. Uh, fucking, this is where we reconnect with Buster Poindexter. It turns out he's the dude living in this fucking falling apart fucking tenement. Dude, I went to high school with his uncle was in ministry. <laughs> fucking, that's cool as hell. Yeah, it's pretty Did cool. he always tell everybody that? Is that like the main thing he talked about? Rarely. Oh, wow. That's, that's dumb. I'd been leaning into that. He was just more so like, you know who Ministry is? Oh, my uncle's in that band. Oh, Buster Poindexter, he was a little bit scummy when we met him in the past, but now he's just full-on fucking insane. He looks He's cool. methed out. He's like pacing around in a Hugh Hefner robe. He looks just, more what you're accustomed to seeing mm, of Buster mm-hmm, Poindexter yeah. on screen. Drunkenly stumbling around this shithole apartment. He's like, don't worry, it's not my real shithole. I yeah. got a secret apartment behind the walls where I hide all my cool stuff. Hide what you got. Or you lose it. We're learning about the future here. Yep. Fucking everybody's a crook. There's crime everywhere. It's it's a terrible future. Terrible things have happened since Alex Furlong died. Yeah. Brad's all like, I'm just so happy to have my friend back. Mm-hmm. Like, you're a good guy, yeah, man. Uh-huh. And then he's all like, he's I just want to find that girl again. Yeah, he's real hung up <sighs> on his girlfriend. Like, there's so probably so much weird, like, body modification and shit going on in future times. And he could have made himself by six whores, feet tall. And he's like, I'm not going to see what weird yeah. stuff's going on with, like, trashy girls in 2009. I'm just going to keep trying to reconnect with my now, like, probably 45-year-old ex-girlfriend or whatever. Yeah, what they say? It's, no, it's thank what, you. 18, 18 years, years later? they yeah. would say. The entire childhood of, of a human person has passed between this point, and they made... No effort to try and age, age anybody. Renee no. Russo, yeah. who we meet again in the next scene, and we see that she's like at work. She's uh, supposed to be in her forties now. Yeah, she's got a high highfalutin job at Future Company. In the city. Her main job seems to be that she can speak Japanese because she's negotiating with these Japanese guys. Because oh. oh, in nice. 1992, everybody was convinced that the Japanese were going to take over, over the entire fucking world. Taking over. The shit was like preached to us over and over and over oh, again, yeah. I remember. Like, oh, better learn Japanese, because yeah. in the future, everybody's going to be You're working for the Japanese. Japanese. How'd that work out? Blah, blah, blah. What are the Japanese doing now? I don't even know, don't even care. Yeah. They're irrelevant. We've got Amazon. USA number one. Warehouses everywhere. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, what do they got? Japanese Amazon? I don't even know. Just wait till those leases are up in seven years and all those warehouses get abandoned, mm-hmm. son. Yeah, that's, that's right. going to be cool. <laughs> oh, God, what a hell world we're, we're moving into. Oh, shit. Uh, yeah, low rent John Larroquette's there. Blah, blah, blah. They cut a big deal. Then she starts video chatting with her boss, Anthony Hopkins. He's a good guy. Seems to just be Utterly charmed just by Renee good Russo. Guy. You could just tell she's on her way up in this corporate structure. She's climbing that ladder. Yeah. Very well liked around the office. Uh, they're like talking on like a video wall, which is crazy high tech future shit. Yeah. Except that like now it's just a thing that people do all right. day, every day. Correct. Which once again takes a little bit of the future sting out of watching this movie. Used to be day. a lot cooler back in the 90s when all this shit wasn't invented yet. There was a lot that was going on in this movie where I was just like, yeah, you guys are right. Yeah, you guys were right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very close. One thing they didn't get right, and that I find all these movies from this era never get right, that we see in the next scene where uh, 
Buster Poindexter and Emilio Estevez is at the Scuzzy Diner. I like they go scene. to. Yeah, he's teaching scene. him. He's teaching him how to act. Yeah, he's like, oh, you got a limp. You got to look sick. Yeah. Like everybody's been poisoned. There's no ozone layer. Fucking, there's all sorts of diseases going around. So then they go into this diner, and he's like, you fucking chill. I'm going to go look up Rene Russo. And then he has to, like, go into a phone booth to do it. This is the thing that these future movies never get right, is they always have to, like, go into a phone booth or, like, access a video wall or something. I got to use the video bank over here. To do all their video chatting. Nobody foresaw just everybody would have a cell phone in their pocket. Like We both have our phones in front of us right now. We could just FaceTime each other other while we do this show. 60s Star Trek seemed to be the one thing that like foresaw cell phones and then like every other future thing from that point on was just like no there's gonna be big video screens everywhere and you're gonna have to go to the video screen um, to video chat. Dick Tracy and the Ninja Turtles got it right okay. That's true the Ninja Turtles did have They had that turtle comms in the, com- the cartoon. They had Donatello building those things. That guy was a real genius. Dick Tracy predicted the Apple Watch. Mm, that's I think though uh uh, less predicted and invented. They were just like, it wasn't a thing that just was bound to come along. It was just a, hey, we should make Dick Tracy watches because everybody wants a Dick Tracy watch. Yeah, and then Apple just ripped them off. Yeah, Apple fucking ripped off. Warren Beatty. Warren Beatty, <laughs> who invented Dick Tracy. Dickheads. Mm-hmm. Uh, fucking there's a big burly hillbilly eyeballing Emilio oh, yeah, in his yeah, diner, yeah. and they yeah. both pull out their guns. They're going to have like a gun battle. Yeah. There's a sleazy waitress going around who's sass talking everybody, yep. which I enjoy. Could have used some more, more sass talking waitress. Can always use that. Sass talking waitresses will liven up any sort of movie. Always good. Poindexter is like, hey, I looked her up, man. Uh, turns out she's rich. She lives over in like Sector Eight or whatever. I talked to her driver. He's gonna send Battery a memo City. here. She lives in Battery City. We're gonna City. be fucking. We're gonna be living it up soon, hanging out with our rich friend. Like this is great. We're gonna get out yeah. of this slum. <sighs> I'm gonna be eating caviar, is what he says. Oh, Battery Park. That's where. And then she's Emilio's at. like, "What's that? You said you're you? gonna be eating caviar. You? you? Why not us? And it's like, what? He really jumps on that like it's a thing. And it's yeah. like, come on, Emilio. That's not like. That's not tipping anything off. He's just excited. He's gonna, yeah. He's gonna go hang out somewhere fancy. Yeah, like, he's coming with you. He set this all up. It's, it's treated as like a big, big fucking mess up that he Buster Poindexter did. Yeah. Before you know it, the future cops are outside. <laughs> Emilio's like, "You set me up, you fucking." And then you learn Poindexter wasn't lying to you. If you got something, you gotta hide it because anybody will stab you in the back in this future. Yep. It's fucking dog eat dog. Yeah. Poindexter like bear hugs him. He's like, "I got him. He's right here." Total, total backstabbing. That's, yeah, it was, it was upsetting to say the least. Uh, Cops got like cool future laser cannon guns that like shoot out stun bolts, which I full on enjoy. We get a big shootout here. Poindexter, I think, takes like a slug to the chest in the middle of this fucking shit. Yeah, he's wrestling Emilio. They knock into the big hillbilly and the hillbilly gets up and shoots it up. Both of them and ends up taking out our guy. Fucking second favorite Point guy Dexter. in the movie. All he gets is like two big scenes and now he's out. Yeah, I was really upset to see him go so early. But this is our next fucking chance to see what a badass Emilio Estevez is because he's the coolest. He just beats up an entire police force right here. Yeah, hell yeah. He gets away on foot. Yeah, he jumps through like the, the window into the kitchen, runs out the back door of the diners, fucking in the back alley, but there's cops back there on yeah. motorcycles. He like fucking takes out one of them. <laughs> like, 
I just steals this fucking motorcycle. I mean, you get a badass motorcycle chase. As stupid as this movie is, and as stupid as this stupid. concept of the character is, I love it because it gives you an out. It's mm. like, yeah, you don't want him to get a hold of a car. He's a professional driver. That's true. Yeah, this is. I, he gets a hold of a vehicle. Would you that's say it. That Fast and the Furious ripped off Free Jack. Basically, is what's happening. Never saw one that of those entire franchise. Couldn't tell you. Just a a, a big rip off of Free Jack. Uh, I'm going. I'm, going with, I'm, I'm, with, I'm saying it right now. With a little going on record. With a little extra emphasis on family. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And not corona. much family going on in Free Jack. No, or Corona. But yeah, he fucking loops back around, takes the mo- motorcycle he stole back into the diner, fucking rides it through the kitchen, yeah. rides it through the fucking the, the floor, hits the big hillbilly again, and like yep. he goes flying, and then he ramps it out the fucking front window of this diner. There's glass everywhere. It's a cool it's jump. badass. Cops are shooting stun bolts everywhere. This is a great action scene right here. Uh, you don't get shots like that anymore where it's like, just uh, just get a stuntman inside mm-hmm. of there and we're yeah. going to film him from the outside just, just crashing find through a, a window. Find a tiny little stuntman. We're going to smash him through windows. Yeah. What's he going gets on? away. Yeah, he, he does. He gets Jagger away. Knows. Jagger uh, knows. There's a scene fucking uh, Renee Russo is going back to her fancy apartment. Yep. And it's all Demolition Man where she lives. Mm-hmm. We go from like Blade Runner to fucking full on Demolition Man. Mm-hmm. The streets are clean. Demolition Man cars are riding around. Yep. She's got a fancy apartment. I got I got some questions about what's going on here. I like uh, they're using practical effects here and they have like real future cars built. Yeah. It's like. They basically just like look like they're probably go karts with a bunch of fiberglass like, yeah. outsides attached to them. There's this one scene like where they're pulling up in front of her building and there's like a taxi right behind her car. Yeah, uh-huh. And you can see the guy driving it, like the front end they've built on it is just <laughs> working hard to stay together. And like you can see the guy's faces and things just like they had a lot of future stuff to build here. They couldn't couldn't spend too much on the cars. Oh Jesus! Don't she like goes in her baller ass apartment and is just like, oh, what a long day of work. Let Uh, me unwind. Wait, drink wine and masturbate in the bath. Dead boyfriend from eighteen years ago is hiding in my bathroom. Oh, I got questions here. How did he get? Into this apartment. Door was unlocked. Well, yeah, the door was unlocked, but fucking two minutes earlier, uh, Buster Poindexter's like, uh, hey, I found her. She lives over in Sector 8. Somehow Emilio, while being chased by the cops, just goes to not only the right block, but the right apartment building, and then in the the correct units, and then then just walks in. And for, yeah, it's like, there's no doorman here. Like, there's no retinal scan. But they explain later, like, Jagger figured out where he was going and made sure the door was unlocked to, to lure him in as a trap. He's, but still, how the fuck's he know where this apartment is? He stole a police motorcycle. New York is a big city. He stole a police motorcycle. He can just hack into their He's system. not hacking. He's, oh, he can. He's from 1992. He, he doesn't even... He's he hacks. probably never even been on Prodigy. Oh. Doesn't even know what Lycos is, I bet. Too bad that guy from Prodigy died. But, you know... We got to keep this movie moving, so I'm not, so. I'm not going to complain too hard about them not explaining how he's able nah. to just show up at her apartment. But he's yeah, there. He's right there, yeah. And she's all like... She's all like, You wait, Emilio, get the ew, fuck out of here. Get out of my apartment, especially my bathroom, creep. Why were you in the bathroom? And he like, starts... Why not just hang out on the couch or something till I got home? He starts violently grabbing her and shoving her and being like, It's me, damn it! <laughs> yeah, I know. It's me! <laughs> 
She's she's obviously a little taken aback. This would be surprising to anyone. Uh, why not scream in her face yeah. and jerk her around? That'll he, make your case for you. He takes the Harrison Ford approach to love, okay? <laughs> That's, it uh, works, man. Yeah, but uh, fucking, she's like, no, you ain't my dude. Get the fuck out of here. Jagger and his goons show up. Fucking, yeah. he's got to skate. My next bullet point is we got a Mad Max chase. Basically, what's going on here? In a champagne truck. Emilio gets out of the apartment, finds a champagne truck. Yep. Question mark. I was staring at this thing. Trying What's to the hangup, friends? It it's a truck with a gigantic wooden cabinet thing built on the top of it with a bunch of slots in it that hold champagne bottles yep. because this is the champagne truck. It's a driving wine rack. Is this a real thing? Are there champagne delivery trucks that look like some sort of weird, like, German house or something? If you don't Where know... Where did this thing fucking come from? If you don't know is about them... Is this supposed them, to be a future thing? If or? you don't know about them yet, I'm not allowed to what talk to you about What the fuck is a champagne truck? But yeah, like, Jagger and his dudes are in, like, armored little red fucking, like, go-kart dune buggy things. Yeah, they're really so, cool. like, there's these like cool those. dune buggy things chasing of Estevez in the champagne truck, That's, which is badass. It's, a, it's, it's like a Chevy S10. Yeah. And then, like, it's got, like, a, a laptop computer built into the fucking dashboard, yeah. which, like, flips up, and then, ooh, Jagger's on it. He's talking what? some shit through video chat to Estevez as they're, like, chasing each other. You get a lot of just, like, cocky back-and-forth shit-talking yeah. here, which I really enjoy. You can't turn it off. You have to listen to me, Emilio. Meanwhile, we've established what a great driver Emilio is. So he's, yeah. like, fucking juking and jiving. These go-karts are, like, smashing into walls and exploding and stuff. because He's, he's yucking it up. This is, like, our second great, awesome car chase scene in yeah. the span of, like, ten minutes. Not, Jack's really cooking at this point. Not only do we have a bitchin' car chase going. Mm, that's right. We're building up. That Tom and Jerry relationship mm. between Mick Jagger right. and Emilio. Uh huh. Yeah, we got a with real the computer screen. Roadrunner, a Wiley Coyote. I love thing it. Going on I here. love when you give a, a little history like that. I'm gonna get you, not if I get you first. Yeah. I love when you work that shit in. Jagger's like on top of a big tank, so like the wind's blowing through his hair. Oh, he always looks so cool. <laughs> He's looking so cool. <laughs> his yeah. head on these fucking FaceTime chats. Yeah. Uh, Emilio accidentally crashes into a semi trailer, and his truck goes under it, and the entire like champagne rack thing gets broken off of it yeah. at one point. So now he's got a sweet convertible truck he's driving around. Yep. Uh, we get a classic bridges out scenario Ooh. here, though, where they chase him up onto a bridge. There is a big, the end, it's, it's all uh, blocked off. He's going to smash right into this barricade here. He's got no choice but to pull an awesome move where he stands up while driving and then runs and dives out of his convertible truck over the side of the bridge and like into the river or whatever. The same move his brother pulled off two years previous ooh. in Navy SEALs. There's a deep cut fucking trivia there. Fucking, uh, ooh, a little, uh, little homage to uh, the brother. You weren't thinking at the moment you saw it? Well, you have to understand, you grew up with a brother who loved Navy SEALs, so you probably know a lot about Navy SEALs. I saw Navy SEALs once when it came out, didn't like it, and have never thought about it again since. Not only did I have the Navy SEALs game on Game Boy. Oh, there was a Game Boy uh, game, huh? Yes. I also grew up with the guy from the first Clerks movie mm -hmm. that goes, ooh, 
Navy That's right. SEALs. Lived in the same house with them. What a treat. Yeah. Uh, this is, this, this, the, it's like a shitty green screen thing going on here when he's in this truck diving off. It looks really bad. Looks, looks good. Like, it's it's, it's, it's the good. worst looking thing that they do in this fucking movie. Yeah, well, also, other things. full on ridiculous. Like jumping off a bridge. This is what people do to kill themselves. Like it's a classic way to commit suicide in New York City. I love- We're led to believe like he fucking dives off this bridge and then just like swims away safely or whatever. Like they have shots of the vehicles uh-huh. on the bridge, like going right. over the Hudson or whatever uh-huh. it is. And they clearly show him, but then anytime they show Mick Jagger or Emilio, uh-huh. it's clearly green that, screen that's behind in front them. Of the green screen. And it's like, oh you I you, guess they didn't let him up on that you, bridge. You didn't <laughs> want those guys on that bridge. Oh, well, that's a shame. Uh, you you, you want to film a movie, you're saying, on our bridge? Uh, what's it called? Free Jack? Uh, yeah, I don't think you can afford the permits for this. Uh, quick shot with the stunt drivers, that's it. Uh, I also like when he jumps off, Jagger walks him, go down, and says, if you drink any of that, I'm out of a job. That's right. It's polluted ass fucking even in 92 those rivers were polluted yeah. imagine what they're like in 2009 oh, yeah uh we meet an awesome bum friend in our next scene yeah. as emilio pulls Eagle himself Man. on the river <laughs> he's uh he's eating some river rat and he's just yeah. like fucking bare-fingered roasted river rat just like getting down on it like sucking the bone yeah <laughs> it's like it's a lot of fun emilio's disgusted but he tells him look if you want me to i could whip one up this is good eating rats. Yeah. Good eating rats. Good eating rats. A cool thing to say, man. Uh, he's living his best hobo life, basically. And uh, Emilio's like, oh, I'll tell you what, man. I've, I, I've had quite a day. I got COVID depression and seasonal depression. I'm shooting myself. And then Eagle Man, he's all like, bro, you ever just watch Eagles? He's like, where are you going with this, man? You ever seen a ball? Where are you going with this, man? back to a nest with food. For Mrs. Eagle and all the baby eagles, just say, hey, I give up, stop being an eagle, fall out of the sky. I don't know. What he says is like... You think eagles give a shit about COVID? Five minutes longer than what I'm saying, but like, it's this big, long, crazy eagle Uh, speech, uh, and there's no way anybody wrote that down on a piece of paper. Oh, no. scripted this and put it in a movie. Yeah, no. This is crazy hobo man. He just went for it. I think he's a real hobo man. I don't think this is an actor. He went for it, man. This guy's really living next to the river, eating fucking river rats. It's like... This guy kills it. It's part inspirational and part uh, Warriors... Ultimate Warriors promo for uh, WrestleMania 6. His promo is very, very very Ultimate Warrior. This guy's got the bronze medal. Third coolest character in this movie, for sure. He tells him, you ain't beat yet for long. Not by a long shot. So we... we Eagle has too much self-respect. He knows his name. He knows that this is the Free Jack. And he's not fucking selling them out or trying to, like, fucking, you know, cash in. So yeah. Maybe people are starting to get on this Free Jack side right here? Mm-hmm. Is Alex Furlong becoming some sort of Robin Hood figure in this film? No. Seems like it to me. This part, everything that's happened so far, mm-hmm. I'm absolutely okay with. Okay. It's our next scene that I have troubles with. Uh, Renee Russo searching the hobo camps? Yeah. Because she realizes, oh shit, that really was my dead boyfriend yeah. from 18 years ago. And then just finds him. go find some, go search through some... She he could be her, anywhere in this she giant She gets her city. badass driver, who's like also a bodyguard type, who's just Boone? cool. He's got like fucking slick back Jerry curled hair, and he just looks bad as fuck. That's uh, Lil Johnson. That's right, Not yeah, to be confused is, with Big he is, Johnson. He is one of the Johnsons. Uh, yeah, and she's just like... 
Uh, let's go drive around some hobo camps and try to find this guy, because I bet he's at a hobo camp now. Oh, uh, I'm going to get out of my car. This is the first one I've searched. Uh, oh. I'll take four oh. steps. Uh, oh, oh, yeah, there, there you are. There, Alex Furlong, my boyfriend, yeah. Yeah, there you are. You're the one, right? I had a feeling everywhere you could be in the city of New York that you'd be right in this exact spot that I just drove directly to. This all worked out really good for us. Just so. immediately nice. here. Just immediately. We're cutting a lot of corners to make sure this movie doesn't yeah. get over two hours. Yeah. Oh, and she's also like, oh, by the way, mm-hmm. I know for a fact that it was Mick Jagger that yeah. let you into my house. That's right. He just, he did it. Very, I'm very intuitive about these things. He did the thing. Now that she's got like pantsuits with like uh, shoulder pads going yep. on and like to cuck them more even more. mature like hairstyle and makeup going on. Granted, like I said, they didn't do anything to age her up whatsoever. No. She looks exactly the same as she did when she was 18 years younger. But she's at least dressed like a grown yeah. woman. So now she just looks so much more yeah. like fucking Emilio right. Estevez's fucking big sister slash mom, which kind of makes sense here a little bit because yeah. there is a weird age disparity between them now. But yeah. it also just still looks really weird to me. And he's still doing that thing where he's like trailing behind her like a puppy dog yeah. in every shot, just looking... Extra, extra smaller than her from forced perspective and whatnot. Oh, yeah. It's crazy. He looks like just like one of those little people that lives in the walls in in the cartoon The Littles in this movie. He's Michael J. Fox tiny in this fucking movie. It's like, it's kind of like in that last Indiana Jones movie they made where they keep showing you Shia LaBeouf. Mm. And they're like, he was the best part of that pretty, He's pretty tough and cool, right? right. And then you're, you're like, is he? I think you're a couple years away from that. Uh, Yeah, he does kind of like rip himself up a couple years later, Shia LaBeouf. Yeah. Not not back in that era. No. Definitely becomes a much more convincing on-screen badass than Emilio Estevez, which making me question now. Plays a far better cholo than Emilio. Least convincing on-screen badass of all time, Emilio Estevez? Oh, no. No, there's one we're forgetting. Uh, There's one we're forgetting. That's what I'm thinking, but nobody's coming to mind right now. I'll figure it out. Nobody's coming to mind right now. I'll find them. Uh, Estevez, they have like a big tear-filled reunion with lots of hugging. Oh, yeah. Like lots of like just like platonic hugging, my little brother hugging going yeah. in here. And she's all like, let's go to a weird club. Hey, I know a guy as a high-powered like business executive who lives in the rich, fancy neighborhood in mm-hmm. a bubble. Don't worry. I know a guy who's good at smuggling people yeah. who are running from the law. Of course I do. Why don't we go to this skeezy nightclub I also know about, and we'll hook up with him. Let's go to a skeezy drug club. (laughs) So they do, and it's pretty cool. Future nightclubs seem awesome, because she's like, I'm going to go talk to our contact. You wait for me at the bar. It's a guy with a girl's name, Morgan. How crazy is that? Emilio Estevez gets handed some sort of future blue drink. He takes like two sips of it. It is basically Rufalin. Like yeah. He's just fucked up off right. two sips of blue drink. And yeah. I'm like, give me some of that blue drink. Hell What's yeah. that? Hypnotic? Hypnotic don't get you fucked up like that. No. Does anybody realize how much you and I have to drink these mm-hmm. days yeah. in order to feel anything? A lot. That's why. It'd be great to have two sips out of next a, morning out of a glass. So rough. Yeah. You got to go so far. If I could add uh, just a little glass, a couple sips, that's it. What also happens in the future, uh, we learn here, is that nightly news reporters go to nightclubs with cameramen and just like yeah. talk to people who are hanging out at bars. 
That was as, uh, as part of the nightly news. That was uh, Mick Jagger's then girlfriend then, then or girlfriend, wife, probably or whatever. Some sort was. of like just something uh, or other. What's her face? Not lingerie model. She was a thing. He made she sure to name. Made sure to squeeze into this film. She got a name. He wouldn't sign off on Jerry it. Jerry Hall. Jerry Hall. I've heard that name. Yeah. She was a Spice Girl. So she's like, hey, uh, uh, let me interview you, guy who's drunk at a bar, because this is a thing that happens on the news. What's going on with yourself? And he's like. Oh, I'm too drunk not to know that I'm the most wanted man in New York. I'm just going to tell you everything cool. about who I am and it's what's going cool. on. Yeah. And then, like, he's starting to get cocky with it. And she's like, oh, shit, this is the Free Jack. Like, cut in on the live broadcast. We need this going everywhere. I'm um, here interviewing the Free Jack. There's even a TV next to Morgan and Rene Russo. And they're like, oh, shit. Oh, that's, Alex Furlong's that's him. on the news telling everybody where we are. Yeah. <laughs> I love this. This is fucking. He's like, I want to talk to Vicendic, who's hunting me down. I got a message for him. The voice, he says, like, fuck you, asshole. asshole. He does like a Schwarzenegger impression, yeah. it sounds like. And I'm like, yeah. what was that? He's doing was Terminator. He trying to like make fun of his English fuck accent. You, asshole. And that's what he came out with, like an Arnold yeah. Schwarzenegger accent. It also sounded like. Kind of racist towards Asian yeah. people, and then he, but he also delivered it like that was like a jest that they had shared earlier, yeah. and it was like an in joke that well, yeah, Jagger yeah. would know and it really stick in his craw. But I don't know. No, it was a shot at. It wasn't a very cool thing to say. <laughs> no, he was letting. Uh, he delivered it like it was a big line. He's letting Schwarzenegger and Stallone know that oh, he's coming for there's their... a new boy, yeah. fucking on the yeah. block. Step aside, he's the, he's my the man. New guy, man. It's he's the nineties now. All you eighties dinosaurs. There's there's a new style action star. I guess Bruce Willis being the normal sized everyman in the wildly successful Die Hard paved yeah. the way for all these like tiny little fucking dorks to suddenly be in action movies. We got to blame Die Hard for Free Jack, I think. I also uh, really like when the chick's interviewing him. He's like, I'm being chased. Fuck and she's you, like, asshole. He's like, I'm being chased. Yeah. She's like, what are they after? My, My body. body. <laughs> My body. Meanwhile, guy's got no body. He's mm. hidden under like a Ninja Turtle fucking uh, duster he's wearing right here. Also, you keep talking about his low T smooth face, That's which right. you're absolutely uh, right 100%, about. How yeah. do you explain that man rug on his chest, though? Oh, we get some some. I don't remember seeing his chest. Oh, at there's point. plenty of body fur in this movie. Oh, I just keep thinking about his smooth thighs and his baby face. No, they keep showing his like chest and gut, and like he's all okay. hair, man. Okay, I didn't notice. I didn't notice. I'll have to go back and watch this again. Yeah, do it. You owe it Check to yourself. It Check out the pattern of body hair. Uh, fucking, we get a tear-filled goodbye here because yeah. Morgan throws like a flashbang in the middle of the nightclub. There's confusion. They I sneak get for a long out, out before everybody can go. And then Russo is like, I'm going to drive you down to a boat on the docks. We're going to get you on this boat, get you out of town. But like, I'm rich. Yeah. I got like a job that pays me a lot of money. Right. And I know like you're the love of my life and everything, but like right. you're kind of like, a loser. You don't even have a job. Plus, they up that reward to ten million. I can't really have you hanging around, yeah. just kind of like you know, dragging me down with you. Yeah, I probably got to find a rich guy to date right. now. Is what happens. Right. So uh, she gets a hold of McCandles, and he's all like, "I got mm -hmm. your back, boo." Yeah. He's like, "I'm. I. I got put this boat together. Just take him to the boat." 
So uh, we'll get him out of here. Uh, we'll get him out of here. You can trust me. I'm Anthony Hopkins. I never turn out to be a scumbag by the end of the movie. Girl, I'm Hannibal Lecter. Cool. You can trust me. But before they're on the boat, Mick Jagger blows up the boat. What a dick. What a fucking dick. And we got a shootout going on. Uh, what a dick. The Johnson from Die Hard yep. is helping out. He's got a pistol the and a ninja guys sword. are everywhere. He's doing a real cool thing where like he's got a ninja sword as like a horizontal position and then mm-hmm. he's using it to like steady a pistol so he that can looks aim really it better cool. and he's blowing people away. It looks fucking badass. He's got like a pretty skin tight like mock turtleneck going on, which yeah. also looks pretty cool. Yeah. You can see he's built pretty well. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, Mila West is just like tagging along behind him, like, oh, we gotta take you guys out. It's cool. I got a good buddy now. He's got the same uh, sweet 90s mm-hmm. double-breasted suit and That's turtleneck cool. Cool, look yeah. that uh, Ted and I rocked to uh, <laughs> Kevin Gubitz's bar mitzvah. That sounds like a great time. He takes a slug from a crazy homeless guy. Oh, old, that's right. Old bodyguard guy. So then we get like our fucking another tear-filled goodbye because Emilio's like, oh no, you're the real tough guy. What am I going to do now without you? And he gives him like, a big dramatic speech. Like, you give my grandma hope. <laughs> apparently, apparently. My mama he says his grandma, he his says, grandma. You make my grandma smile. And he's like, I'm going to, don't worry. I'm going to give you a chance to escape. You just promise me you'll keep my grandma smiling. And I, he's been on the news once. He's talking about oral. And it happened like a few minutes earlier. So what's he talking about? Uh, Emilio's been banging his grandma. Between the ride from the nightclub to the b- fucking docks, like this guy had a conversation with his grandma. Like My grandma recognized you grandma. on the news. She's the old black lady you used to bang in 92. She's, been She's still alive. Following your exploits, which is... Just one exploit, which happened immediately before this, but I assure you she's your biggest fan. Yeah, hell yeah. So we get a cool thing here. Slow news day. A a trope that we love every time it shows up in a movie. It's the awesome Uh sacrificing yourself with a grenade move. Oh, hell Hell yeah. yeah. Grenades himself for the greater good, right in my notes. Also before that, I forgot, he uh, stabs the guy who shot him through the heart with his ninja sword before he fucking goes down. That was pretty cool, too. You get like the slow slide through his heart as he's like pressing down. Yeah, then he like turns and he's like, boom, motherfuckers, I got a fucking future grenade. Yeah. Blows everything up. Emilio's on the run. He's yes. trying to get away. Some future stormtrooper looking yep. motherfucker. There's like an armored up dude who's real badass. Meanwhile, Jagger's just got his laser tag helmet. That's and right. He's like yeah. lurking in the yeah. darkness while all this shit's going on. Yeah. Uh, Emilio creeps up on armored guy and like whacks him over the head with like a big fucking pipe. Pipe, yeah. but he's too armored up. It doesn't like uh, he's got affect a, him at all. So. He's also got a great helmet. Yeah. He just gets the shit kicked out of him. Now this armored guy just kicks the living shit out of Emilio Estevez. It's the one part of the movie where he's not like just overpowering multiple guys and being the biggest badass in the world. But he uses his wherewithal, mm-hmm. his reflexes. That's right. He does. This guy and everything else. He's been around the block. He's a bit of a scrapper. Yeah. He's a brawler. He can beat you in many ways. He sees that there's a bunch of exposed wires everywhere. The guy's got him pinned to the ground, but he's got that taser gun. Mm-hmm. He hits the trigger. We get a sweet scene where the lightning of the taser goes through exposed wires all the way up through over the ones dangling over the armored guy's head. Oh, and he gets some... crazy electrocuted. Yeah. Took that motherfucker out. 
his helmet falls off and ex- mm-hmm. and it just shows us this cool flowing undercut type hair. Oh yeah, it's probably German. It's nice to see there's it's still undercuts German. in the future and that most goons are still German born. Yeah, Jagger shows up with his laser tag helmet and it's like finally face to face Emilio and Mick Jagger. People have been waiting years for this. Yeah, it's and a fucking showdown. Mick Jagger's like, this is gonna be quick, and Emilio's like, or is it? Because I also. Got a photon helmet. Uh huh. Yeah, that's right. Helmet versus helmet. Before these guys can really go at it, though, like uh, more homeless a third guys. period, yeah. like you know, team of uh, it's it's not Jagger's goons. It's it's a different crew of guys. Just, They're not shooting taser guns. They're shooting real fucking live ammo. Homeless vigilantes. And they're here to take out Jagger and fucking yeah. Emilio. Fucking, this is... I think it's just roving gangs. Michelet's guys. Fucking, uh, he's, he's well, the we one that orders this, we find out. But uh, they don't know what's going on. No. But they got to team up now. What happens? Well, they don't have to. Emilio and Jagger Emilio up. just chooses yeah. to not let Mick Jagger die. That's true. He's pinned down by all these guys. Emilio could be like, time for me to slip the fuck out of here and get away from the guy who's... Hunting me they're down gonna, like a dog. They're going to kill that guy Trying to for drag me. me into a lab so that another person's brain can override mine. Can just slide <laughs> right he's in. he's like, you know what? This Brit's kind of fun. I'm going to help him out. You know what? I do like Fool to Cry. So they shoot all these guys, and then they're just like, well, now here we are. Are we friends? Did we I just become best friends? Like, I don't know. Yeah. Emilio's like... Tell me who you're working for. Jagger's like, can't do it. Milo's like, come on, I just saved your life, yeah. bro. Jagger's like, all right, it's fucking Anthony Hopkins. Also, I'm still going to hunt you down, though, but I'll give you like a eight Mississippi because you saved my life, which I think is a cool bro move. Yeah, and he does. He gives it to him. He runs away right into Rene Russo, who stole a tank. Yeah. Which is pretty cool. Yeah. Bitch knows how to drive a tank. She's got... Hanging out with underworld smugglers, knows how to drive tanks. She's got a secret life, I think, that they're not telling us about. He gets in. One part of the scene I really liked is he's like, what's that? And she's like, it's the computer. What's Mm -hmm. this? This Mm -hmm. is where we're going. What's that? She's like, I don't fucking know what that is. Uh, You think I drive one of these trucks every day? (laughs) And then he's the one that's like, it's a tracker. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's a tracker. But they go to McCandles business office they do the big building Uh, that you over probably the most important uh, bullet point earlier in the thing after they leave the nightclub uh he has some old lady sex he fucking balls his old oh yeah i forgot she's all like it's kind of weird because you look like a little boy and i'm an old lady now and he's like don't worry about it we're still gonna bang it's all it's so a, that happens. It's a really weird scene, it's, yeah. And also, we, right haven't, before, we right, haven't touched on it yet, and that's the perfect scene to bring up how terrible Emilio Estevez and Renee Russo both are in this movie. Yeah. Like, their acting fucking sucks, There's, especially when the two of them have to, like, trade, like, super dramatic dialogue there, and it does just, not work there's just no chemistry between no, them like zero outside anti-fucking of, chemistry outside of her biting his ass in the first scene like yeah that's, that's where it all lives and dies yeah. on his ass 
And uh, she gives this little speech about like there's not a middle class anymore, mm-hmm. and it's like mm, that is close to home, mm-hmm. very much so. And then he, then he's just like, "Am I gonna fuck you or what?" And she's like, "I watched you die, bro. Mm-hmm. I watched you die." And then later, and he's this, like, "Well, then why am I still hard?" The scene where they're in the tank, he's all like, yeah, "It's your boss who's doing it," and she's like, "That's not true." And he's he's all a like, good dude. Go an extra to ten, yelling again, once again, just like grabbing her by the wrist and yeah. jerking her around yeah. and screaming to make his point. They switched the samples. And he's just like going for it, but I'm not buying it. Like I'm just like these are the best takes you got. G off whoever. Like they switched the samples. This is some bad acting going it's on. Jurassic. <laughs> Rusto and Estevez get on the fucking video chat with uh, old Mike from Breaking Bad, and oh, yeah, he's yeah, just yeah. like, "Look, man." Shit's going down. Uh, oh, Estevez is pretending like he's got Rene Russo hostage. He's got I'll kill her, bro. Head. And he's like, all right, all right, let's talk it out. Just come to the Golden Fang building. Golden, the fucking Golden Fang. Come to my office. Anthony Hopkins is on his way here. Come we'll all hash this thing out. I'll make sure all the guards let you in the building. It's going to be cool. So then we go visit the Golden Fang. This yeah. happens. Uh, what they walk in? There's a bunch of armed guards, mm-hmm. and he's like, "I'll fucking ice her," and they're like, "Just, just go to his office, That's bro." Right. And he's just all like, office. "Hey, there was a plan. Obviously, Anthony Hopkins wanted to stick his brain yeah. into your head, but I'm double crossing this motherfucker. Yeah. I want to be the boss. I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. Like so, we're gonna turn on him, right? You down?" Yeah. And Renee was all like, "Oh, I love my boss. He's a great man. He'd never do that." And he's like. Why don't you go in the next room and look at his fucking dead body, you dumb bitch? Yeah. Because your boss, who you think you've been video chatting with, yeah. he's dead. And then you go. Uh, he tried to spell weird, it out. Like, like, just like this weird little puppet corpse in yeah. like a, a glass case. Like, why didn't they just have Anthony Hopkins like laying still in there? They made like a weird Anthony Hopkins puppet that looked terrible. Uh, uh, yeah, it's like, it like, like a, a rubber man <laughs> in a glass coffin. I couldn't tell if it was like a. Puppet, if it was like a digitally projected yeah, type thing, it, it looked, looked dumb. weird. Yeah, Rene Russo is like, Oh my god, he's dead, I can't future. believe it. And he's like, Yeah, so turns out we're just not gonna put his brain in your body, and then his brain's gonna get deleted off the cloud in a couple yeah. days because that's how it works. And then I'm gonna be the boss. So, Rene Russo, you're fired, yeah, get the fuck out of here. Well, he was kind enough to be like, You can just pretend to be that guy. Or no, wait, no, that's he's not. not. No, 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 that's, that's, that's later. later. This yeah. is later. This is, this yeah, is the first right. of like four that's or five right. double crosses. I forgot. There's a lot of double crosses. He's like, you guys just go live your life. Yeah. Do whatever you he's want. He's like, I don't give a, I don't fuck, give a fuck about fuck. you guys. You guys are nothing to me. Yeah. Ray Russo slaps his face. Cool. And is like, <clears throat> I'm storming off. Which was dumb. And then Emilio is like cheesing at him. <laughs> like He's got some sort of comment. And I'm like... Mike from Breaking Bad would just punch you in the nose. <laughs> like, you fucking little Emilio Estevez yeah. was just, like, making fun of him for getting slapped. It would have been punched in the nose right there. Right then and there. Emilio Estevez, he's never getting shot in the face in any of these fucking, these no. fucking movies where he's playing, like, these cocky, he needs to take a sassy-ass characters. Young Guns movies. He Nobody's to learn. just kicking the shit out of little Emilio Estevez as he's shit-talking everybody. Uh, that hat that he wears in that first... Yeah, uh, where he's trying to, like fit in with uh, yeah. the future people straight out of Young Guns 2. Straight out of Young Guns 2. It supposedly wasn't this exact. He looks hat. just like he did in Young Guns 2. Who um yeah, same director uh yeah. I believe, yeah. Geoff. Geoff Murphy. He did uh but LD number 2 is Under Siege 2 and Young Guns That's 2. Right. This guy's good at Under good Siege at 2, which we yeah. covered. Mm-hmm. Uh 
apparently Lou Diamond Phillips stole the original hat. That dirty Mexican Indian son of a bitch. I think he's like Mexican. I think he's Native American. I think he's Filipino. His too. character. His character. In he's a lot of things. Is, is half half Mexican, half half Native American. Well, he's a Who lot. Knows of, what he is in real life. A lot of stuff. I looked it up once. It's Who knows a lot. What he is in real life. It's a lot of stuff. Yeah, back on the fucking. Okay, so it's, they get on the yeah, elevator like, to like, right, roll we'll out of there, later. and they're like, "Wait a second, that's Mike from Breaking Bad. He's like a weird, ugly, evil man. He wouldn't just let us roll out of here. He's probably gonna have us killed. He wouldn't do that. Yeah, well, turns out he would, because oh. there's guys with guns waiting in the lobby for that fucking elevator door to open. Oh, son of they're gonna bitch. blow those guys away. They they're going down to the lobby, and he's like, "Is there any way to get out of here? Like, are these guys gonna kill us?" After the party, it's the hotel lobby. Yeah. Round about forty, got clear the something. Lobby. Yeah, uh, pee pee poo poo. They uh, they're heading there down there, and she's like, "Well, we could sneak out." And he's like, "I got a gun, mm-hmm. but I only got one bullet." That's right. What you this want me to ask them deal. to line up so I can this take them all out at big once? Big deal. I only have one this bullet. bullet. Does get fired? Yeah. at some point in the movie. Yeah. So the very next scene, the elevator opens mm-hmm. up, and before the the guards can start shooting. Mick Jagger Who shows Who saves up. the day? Mick Jagger saves the day? Good guy Mick Jagger? He starts shooting up all the guards. Yeah, he fucking kills all these dudes, him and his boys, and they're rolling in like, fucking, I heard that somebody's trying to pull some double crosses here. Why not we do a double double cross? While they're shooting up all the guards, mm-hmm. Emilio Estevez blind shoots just, his one, one bullet, bullet just nothing. <laughs> into the melee and <laughs> gets back in the elevator. Good work. Good work. So Rene Russo's like, let's go up to the hundredth floor. There's a fucking like fire escape there. We could climb out, climb down a hundred floors. Like the nearest fire escape is a hundred floors up. That seems insane. That's a lot of stairs, but you'll be okay. Whatever. It's fine. Or is it? Because while they're on their way up, the elevator starts having a mind of its own. What? Starts going fast. What? They're like pushing buttons. No. Nothing's happening. No. They realize they're going all the way to the top of the Golden Fang building, Jesus. all the way to that thing that looks like a big jack on the top of it. Oh, Jesus. What's going to happen here? What's going to happen? I don't know. Before you know it, the elevator door is open, and we're in fucking 2001 A Space Odyssey. Oh. All sorts of fancy futuristic yeah. hallways and shit. It's crazy. We get, uh, they're going through stuff, and Mm -hmm. they're like, what is this? Basically in like a Cinerama dome, just like everything's video screen. They got some sweet VR shit going on. Bunch of awesome swirling early 90s computer fucking visuals going on. It's like when you went to the Museum of Science and Industry, Mm -hmm. and you're like, this is Mm -hmm. lame, except you got to go to that IMAX to watch that Leonardo DiCaprio space video. Go into our The Lawnmower Man room and see how you think about that, because it's fucking awesome, kids. I like that you said that, because that's what what I thought here. here. I was like, so much Lawnmower Man This has something for everybody. It's got Lawnmower Man in it. This is nice. Before you know it, we're in like a fake virtual desert and Anthony Hopkins rolls out in like a baller white suit smoking a cigar. to my mind. Yeah, that's the, that's the first visual we get is just the whole video wall turns into a big eyeball. Yeah. And then you're like swirling through what? like tunnels and like, and then yeah, Anthony Hopkins steps out. It's like, welcome to my mind. That's a cool That's the line thing. right there. That's the line that's of the film. That's a cool thing. Line of the film. Hopkins is like, you know what? 
I know that I plucked you out of time because yeah. I was going to stick my brain inside your body. Yeah. He's like, you weren't supposed to wake up. It was all a weird plan. I've had second thoughts now. I realize it's kind of creepy. I was going to do it because I got a secret boner for yeah. one of my employees. I thought maybe if I put my mind in your dead boyfriend, right. you would have sex with me. Makes this sense. It was all a thing where I've been trying to get laid mm-hmm. this entire movie. Kind of been thinking about how creepy that is, so not going to do it anymore. Let me cut you a deal here. I'm just going to, like, delete my brain, like, and be dead. Don't worry about me. Now you can just pretend like you're me, though, and have all my riches and all my power, and then also bang the girl who I'm in love with, and I'm not going to care about it. I don't give a shit. It's fine, whatever. pretend to be me, bro. I'm giving it up. And then Renee Rousseau's all like, see, I told you what a good guy he was. We could totally trust this. This is a real offer. I just like that Anthony Hopkins. Be true. I smell a rat. I just like that he had enough wherewithal to be like, this is 2009. Mm-hmm. You can't just rape women anymore no, because you're yeah. a rich white guy. Mm-hmm. You'll get me like, too. Harvey right Weinstein's going to find that out in a couple of years. Of future company. Yeah. He was already thinking ahead. Mm-hmm. Like, no, 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 no. You just replace your body mm-hmm. with a body of their former yeah. lover, and then they're down with it. I am an old sort of boxy gentleman, uh, masculine in the classic style. Yeah. This woman clearly has a thing for twinks. It's right. just never going to work out for never. us in our current situations. Got to go to some extreme measures. Yeah. Turns out, yeah, too good to be true. Anthony what? Hopkins is like, psych, motherfucker, I was just stalling. Oh, God Here's damn Mick it. Jagger and his goons. Uh, uh, fucking put this guy in the brain swappy machine. Let's after, do this after shit. After he just called Let's off Let's do Mick this Jagger. shit. Jesus. Uh, so then Furlong gets like hooked up to a thing that looks like uh, kind of like the reactor in uh, Total Recall. Like his hands are like stuck to these two orb things. Yeah. There's some scientist guys punching a bunch of fucking like different dials and whatnot. And we get... Bunch of body swapping shit going, complete with a whole bunch of more like awesome early '90s swirling computer visual effect things. So many lawnmower man effects: Just fire, lightning, screaming, flashbacks to memories that do like awesome video dissolves. Yep, <laughs> I like that his his traumatic memories video dissolves. <laughs> <laughs> Looks right. Before all this shit could like full on transfer though. Mike from Breaking Bad shows up again, and he's like, huzzah, motherfuckers. It's I'm me. here to do a triple-double cross. I'm going to stop all this shit. I need to I'm make sure stop Anthony Hopkins stopping him from stopping dies me. for real so I can be the head of future company. I will stop you from stopping him from stopping me so I can be you instead of him being you and you coming on to be you. The sliding door him. that he comes from behind is such a distraction for everybody that Renee Russo is able to snag a gun yeah, from the goon does. who's fucking gardener, and then she shoots the big crystal that uh, powers the powers brain swap machine. Yeah. And like it explodes. All the like fucking big boxy computer things are smoking. There's sparks everywhere. She, I think she shut I think she shut down the whole thing. She might have saved the day right here. I got great news. Oh, what is it? I found out I've got enough of those crystals at my house. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. We could do a, a, a swapping. Weird want. weird witchy woman living mm-hmm. in your house. We could probably yeah. build all sorts of brain swapping machines. I don't know if she's got enough crystals for like a full on human swap, but mm. if you want to go definitely like probably one of the animals. Yeah, yeah. definitely go into like a cat brain or something. Yeah. No that problem. Should, that should be that should be yeah. Mike from Breaking Bad's like, oh, fine. I don't care that you just did that. You just made me head of the company. Yeah. Uh Mick Jagger, you're fucking fired. I've always hated you. You're an asshole. Yeah. Renee Russo, fucking you just killed Anthony your piece Hopkins. Of shit. 
I hate you. Mick Jagger, I think he's telling like Mick Jagger he's fired, then he's ordered him to kill everybody. It's it's confused. Mick Jagger doesn't know what to do, especially Emilio pops up and he's like, wait a second. It's me, McCandless. McCandless, yeah. McCandless. And this, this Emilio Estevez acting as Emilio Estevez throughout this movie has been bad enough. Now he has to like try and be Emilio Estevez Dean acting Anthony as Anthony Hopkins, Hopkins yeah. and he does not pull it off whatsoever. His acting here is straight fucking booty. <laughs> Hello, governor. It's me, yeah. Emilio Estevez. I'm really McCordless. He's like, all right, I'm the boss again. Shoot everybody I don't like. Blah blah blah. Mike for Breaking Bad's like, no, it's not really him. I'm the boss. Do what I say. Mick Jagger is like, oh, um, I don't know, man. My daughter, my sister, my daughter, my yeah. sister. So then they're like, let's try to fucking like, you know. Get this situation under control. Yeah. Uh, if you're really Anthony Hopkins, tell me what Anthony Hopkins' identification number is. Yeah. And Emilio's like... Oh, 692-757-549 or 696. Jagger's like, yep. That's the one. We got a double, double, triple, double cross here. There's no way that was right, but Jagger uh-huh. pretends like it is because he hates Mike from Breaking Bad. Yep. And then they're like, fuck it, let's just... Let's shoot him. Let's kill Mike from Breaking Bad. They do. And he's dead. And then uh, Mick Jagger's like, well, he's dead now. Mm-hmm. And then Anthony You're Hopkins. The boss, Anthony Hopkins. Estevez is like, bully, mm-hmm. uh, pull hey, my car around. Have some people clean Renee Russo up because yeah. she's been through a lot. She's been touching hobos. And I can smell her vagina her from here. to my car where I will rape her now yes. that I have a corporeal body again. That's right. And she's all like. Well, this sucks, but I guess, guess I have to. my new life. Yeah. Next scene, they're in like a fancy Rolls Royce or something. She's just getting into away. it. She's just like, all right, I'm, yeah. I'm living as your wife now because I guess I have no other choice. They're all like, we'll drive you wherever you like. And he's all like, I'm Anthony Hopkins. I'll drive myself. I've got a lady with me. I have to impress her. Is it time for a quadruple double cross happening here? How could it be? Mick Jagger's blocking the road, what? it turns out. He's got all his goons and he rolls what? up to the car. He's like... Do you have any gray poupon? <laughs> you, you thought you were going to get away with it, didn't you, Emilio Estevez? And you almost did. What are you talking about? Thing. It's me, Anthony everybody Hopkins. Everybody knows Anthony Hopkins can't drive, and everybody oh, knows Emilio Estevez. Shit. His specialty's driving. I love driving. So I'm Emilio Estevez, bro. He's like, whoa. Well, how come you didn't say shit? Not in on the scam yet, but she's like putting it together, and she's yeah. like, oh, wait. You're not really my boss who is going to kill my boyfriend, and then spend the rest of his life raping me? No. You're just tricking me into thinking that that was yes. happening? Oh, that that was a fun prank. I'm glad you had your servants, like, bathe me and dress me and stuff under guns being pointed at my head. That was a thrilling 20 minutes I just went through. Cue up the scorpions. This movie's <laughs> over. Yeah, she's all like, what happened? How'd you get the number right? And Jagger's like, he didn't. It was a... Quintuple double cross. We both wanted to kill that guy from Breaking Bad. Whatever. Yeah, and then Estevez, he's like, I'm going to let you know for real that it's me. Nibble my ear. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, that's the nibble my ear thing from the beginning of the movie. I remember it. It's that thing they do. It's really me, baby. Only Emilio Estevez would know about ear nibbling. Stick your tongue in my ass like you did in that first scene. And then heavy metal song, and they're fucking peeling out. It's the Scorpions, bro. I was excited to hear some Scorpions fucking, and I was like, sweet, heavy metal song over the end credits. And then I was like, 
Wait, is this just a normal heavy metal song, though? They're not, like, singing about freejacking in the lyrics? And I was like, all right, all right. You get a little extra clout for a cool heavy metal song, but should have been like, free jack! Bone jacking all over future time! I don't know if they wrote it for the movie, Mm -hmm. but it was released on the soundtrack, and... Buy that soundtrack if you want to hear that song, man. The VHS had a video oh, for that song. fucking cool. So it's kind of a tie. It's, one, it's probably one of those awesome soundtrack videos, too, that like went back and forth from the band like playing to like footage of the movie. Like I see you've seen things. the video, <laughs> sir. I love those things. <laughs> this was such a thing. It's fucking 92, mm-hmm. and like that fucking hair metal butt rock was on oh. its last legs. Cause Just... Kurt Cobain was about to just He's murder it at this moment, doing yeah. doing things up in Seattle. And this was like a real thing at the time where they'd be like, "This this band that you love has a song for the movie. Yeah, you want to see the movie? It's on Pizza Hut jukeboxes yeah. all over the country. It's like, uh, what was the fucking song in Point Break? Oh, is no that one rides for or, free. Yeah, I forget like, who. But that was, yeah. that's a badass. No fucking one song. rides for free. All right, this is enough bone jacking around yep. here. It's time to take a break, listen to some coming attractions. Check and these old when bones we come about. back, we will end this podcast by putting Free Jack through a judgment day. In the world of tomorrow. This Viana is a duplicate, dimensionalized from virtual reality to reality. The line between reality and virtual reality is about to ignite. And only one man can stop it. He's a future cop, up against an opponent who's part human, part cyberpunk, pure killer. I have friends trapped in your mainframe prison. Get them out. All the killers from virtual reality, he's going to bring them back to life. Virtual combat. In it lies a world of information worth dying for. Starring kickboxing champion Don the Dragon Wilson and Athena Massey. Virtual combat. The future will blow you away. His name is Sid 6.7. A computer composite of 183 serial killers. Somehow Sid got himself out of the computer. Recognize him? Kill my wife, my daughter. Doesn't mean we can't be friends. Here we go. He's gonna want more victims. He's gonna want more coverage. It's not gonna be the same this time, Parker. Denzel Washington. That's right. Virtuosity. Rated R. Starts Friday, August 4th at theaters everywhere. Got a little bit of bad news. Oh, that's par for course, I guess. Might as well come out with it. Hit Between the Eyes Mm -hmm. first appeared. On Scorpions. Oh, no. 1990 album. Not a soundtrack Crazy original? Crazy World. Freejack wasn't uh, shelling out big money to get exclusive Scorpions content? Now, here's the thing. The world used to move a lot slower back then. Oh, boy, so, like, it? The good old days. It says the album came out in 90, but you know, mm-hmm. it didn't. It probably didn't pick up any steam to like oh, 91. Yeah. Got to 
18 months of touring before anybody's heard the songs off that thing. So 91, this album's still considered new. Winds of Change are on that album. Oh, that's, okay. That, that was sucking up all the oxygen in the room right there, that's man. That's a big hit. No other songs that's getting a big any hit. sort of attention with that, that song on the radios. Problem is they can't get another hit going. Oh, fuck. It's 92 now. Gotta get some juice, man. They gotta get something going here. Scorpions are fading. They're like, hey... Why don't we tie Allison this? Allison Chains is nipping at our heels. Yeah. yeah. What the hell? You're right. They are one of the worst sounding bands I've heard in my life. Um, Jerry Cantrell, he could sure play the guitar, huh? That's the rumor. Well, no, he really played it. Oh, fact then. Yeah. Confirmed. We confirmed yeah. it right here. Judgment Day is the part of the show when we go out on the internet. We surf the web looking for reviews to see what you, the people, had to say about the film we've been a-watching. Mm. Generally, I get a couple of one-bullet reviews, a couple of five-bullet reviews, and then we read them, and then we think about it, and we decide, and we say our shit. A lot of the one-bullet reviews were Don't exist. Really, all five bullets. really boring and just okay. basic, so I got one good one. But then I've got just like a conspiracy theory I want to get out there. Oh, I like conspiracy this. Conspiracy theories are real like hot this. right now. Yeah. And, then, and I'll do a couple hot. of five bullets. Are we doing a are we doing a Mel Gibson's conspiracy theory? Yeah, might as well. Fucking oh. me, you, Mel Gibson, chatting about QAnon. Just get that shit going. I was more so talking about his hit film, but oh, I mean that's good too. Yeah, but you know he's into QAnon though. He's got to be. be. If yeah. we talk about it, he'll yeah. come on our podcast. You know who started QAnon? Uh, Q. The Jews. <laughs> oh, it's Christmas time. So you've been, time to cue that so you've back been talking up. about Gibson already. <laughs> Our uh, one bullet review here is from an IMDb user that goes by the name Jimbo Fletch. Is that is that the bully from The Simpsons? Uh, might might be his dad. I don't mm. know. This movie stinks more than my mother's one bedroom apartment. Completely devoid of anything approaching quality. <laughs> what? <laughs> Take better care of your mom then, man. This is to be enjoyed strictly on unintentional terms. Uh. Anyone planning to watch this film should book an appointment with their doctor directly afterwards. The actors boast abilities so low as to rival Roger Moore and Octopussy. The Roger Moore. Mick Jagger's performance has to be seen to be believed. It's quite dreadful, but no worse than the frequently annoying Emilio, quote-unquote, silage heap Estevez. Excuse me? I have no idea what that word silage is or what a silage heap is. La Jamo. <laughs> what sort of insult he's throwing around. Here. La Jamo. Who can add this to his long-running list of bad films? Men at work, young guns. Uh, I'm still waiting for him to name a bad one. Anthony Hopkins looks embarrassed to be associated with this sad excuse for a film, but I guess this pays for another of his mansions somewhere in Aruba. The action is he really known for that? Is poorly staged. The dialogue unbelievable. And those of you still wondering whether or not I like this degenerate garbage, the answer is no. Oh. I thought it was going to be yes. One bullet from IMDb user, Jimbo Fletch. Jimbo's kind of a dick. He is kind of a dick. Good guy, C.A. Younger D. from IMDb gave this a four bullet review. I'm listening. He's got some questions here, though. Okay. Maybe there's a conspiracy going on. I want to know maybe, maybe what's going on here. I first saw this movie on TV in 2009, 17 years after it came out, and the very year it ended up being set in. 
Like many others, odd. I ended up feeling it was better than average due to many factors. Yes, the idea of snatching people from the past the moment before they die was covered in millennium, but it was done uh, on an individual basis for a different reason here. You think I don't watch every episode of Lance Hendricks' <laughs> fucking millennium? The actors were great, particularly Mick Jagger as the relentless bounty hunter. The one thing that really got me was a scene where Emilio Estevez, from 1991, first views the 2009 Manhattan skyline. The scene pans from the Empire State Building south to the Battery, and we see that the Twin Towers have been replaced by a single, taller building, the top of which ends up as the scene of the film's climax. Has anyone asked how that scene was thought up in 1992? The first bomb attack in the parking garage of the World Trade Center was in 1993, and was intended to bring down both towers by knocking one into the other. This prophetic film moment lifts Free Jack into the must-watch category. Free Jack? Inventing taking down the Twin Towers? Question mark? Maybe? The copy I watched... Emilio Estevez? Involved in 9-11? I think so. Well, I know he's Al-Qaeda. <laughs> but, like, wasn't the Twin Towers in the version you watched? Listen, man, agree to disagree. Uh, Free Jack uh, predicted 9-11, and that's just all there is to it. So, you know, how far back does this shit go? How deep is Hollywood involved in this shit? How many babies has Emilio Estevez ate this month alone? I like to I gotta wonder. imagine that he isn't young, this reviewer, mm-hmm. and that like he's a grown-ass man. Oh, hell yeah. And like was old enough to see Free Jack when it came out, but mm-hmm. like 2009 was just the first time he got it's around time. to it. And apparently there was, finally time. there was nothing going on in his life <laughs> back in 2009 where he was like, Free Jack? Emilio Estevez, Mick J- Yeah, fuck, I'll watch it. I'll watch that and then write a review of it on the Internet Movie Database. Yeah. It's going to be a good little Saturday. Yeah, at least have a sweet show that everybody listens to so you don't sound like a complete loser, mm-hmm. bro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, what a fucking Jeez. loser, bro. No, it's like to be a dork. Fucking loser, bro. Our first five-bullet review is from an Amazon user named Keith Layton. This is one of the coolest sci-fi movies you will ever see. The whole concept of this movie is so fantastic that who knows if it was ever possible. Good point. Life might be just like it was portrayed in the movie. Yeah. Great acting by a whole bunch of great actors. Yeah. Even Mr. Rolling Stone himself wasn't bad in this movie. Although the music of the Stones is what he will be remembered by, not as acting. Some say. Some say. You won't be disappointed, even if you buy this movie unseen. Because when you do see it, you'll agree with me, I am sure. Absolutely. Five bullets from Amazon user Keith Layton. That's a really good review. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Yeah. Uh, I think this one takes the cake here, Uh though. This is a five bullet review from an IMDB user named The Manic D. Best Mick Jagger movie in which he wears a helmet. I fully recommend Free Jack to anyone in need of a good laugh. I mean, if you can take one look at Mick Jagger's super helmet and not bust up, you're all dead inside. It's enormous. It is big. I could go into greater detail. Just know that in the future Earth of Free Jack, your importance in society is of direct relation to the size of your helmet. My favorite scene is the one in which Emilio Estevez finally gets to come to blows with Jagger. Mick takes off his helmet as if to say, just you and me. No No helmets, helmets, man. Five bullets from IMDb user 
the manic D. Yeah, I respect his position as well. Yeah, you knew. Star of this film. That fucking photon helmet. Yeah. It was crazy looking. Oh, yeah. Matt, let's hear your final thoughts and your bullet rating of our first cyberpunk film of this month. This holo- the holiday season here. Yeah. It's holiday season. This, uh... It's Leo, Mick Jagger. Oh, I like both of them. I love their holiday specials they used to do together. They'll be coming in your mind now. Yeah, I'm gonna. I, after to my mind. After the show, I'm gonna watch that classic video of uh, Mick Jagger and uh, Emilio Estevez singing yeah, "Little Drummer Boy" around. together. Oh, okay. <laughs> I thought we were. I thought we were going dancing in the streets. We're going <laughs> this is my favorite opening to any. Song. I would pay any amount of money <laughs> to see Charlie Sheen and Emilio Estevez do a shot-for-shot remake Ooh, of that dancing in the streets. I think video we could, with I, Bowie and Jagger. I think we could make it happen. I don't know what I got to scrounge together. Gotta be that's possible. Gotta happen. Uh, it's quite apropos that Nate, the first time I saw this movie, I was probably mm-hmm. at the same age where I was selling 2009. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I was selling pancake waffle tickets for my local Cub Scouts oh. so that I could that was... get that trip to Photon. Oh, you wow. Know? Yeah. It was probably That's that same era. Prize right there. Probably that same time frame, you know, where I saw this movie as well. It's all happening. You might be surprised to learn. Mm-hmm. Big fan of this film as a child. Me as well. Loved it. Like, this was a personal fave after oh, yeah. this fucking thing. Yeah. Like, y'all seen Free Jack? I was oh, like, yeah. You haven't seen Free Jack? What? Yeah. What? It was one of those things where I was like, why? Oh, you not have seen Free Jack? I was like, why are people talking about Free Jack? You know? Right. Like, Mick Jagger, big time action star? No. If you're not getting more acting roles? If you're not talking about that or what that H? That Fortress movie that Ray Liotta's in, oh, like No Escape. Yeah. That one's fucking that's killer too. Those two movies, like, that's cool shit. That's um one two punch right there. I haven't seen it Free Jack since then. Oh. Since my first viewing as I a have, child. But it's been a number of years. Oh, it's a number of years. I know I haven't maybe seen it. Maybe since like it. a two thousand nine, I'd say, maybe. Probably it's gotta be. Yeah. Since you wrote it. We up. all watched it that same night they oh. played it on TBS. Back in two thousand nine when you used to write reviews under the name uh <laughs> Oh, maybe that was me. <laughs> Damn it. I forgot about it. I drink too much. It happens to all of us. It threw me back to playing G.I. Joe's in the basement and mm-hmm. uh mm-hmm. It hit in all the right ways. This movie's got a lot of action in it. Just stupid action. Apparently, they did a lot of reshoots because there was too much action. You got to. I want to see the director's cut with all Stick the action. Stick some dialogue in that movie. Uh, the thing this movie doesn't need is story. No. And they don't answer things. No. And I don't give a fuck because no. it doesn't need answering. It might have started feeling long. Yeah. Even though it's almost two hours, it, it never moves, feels long. Brother. It never it feels, moves. Because they're cutting all those storytelling yeah. corners. The very middle gets a little stupid, and then the ending gets a little long. But other than that, mm-hmm. there's a lot of action. Mm-hmm. Not enough titties, but one. There could always be there's more. There's one. There could always be more. Um, I don't hate this movie at all. I still enjoyed it. Three and a half bullets. Three and a half bullets for Free Jack. I'd say that's an excellent rating for Free Jack. I enjoyed it. Uh, what more needs to be said about Free Jack? Fucking just say Free Jack again. Mick Jagger and Buster Poindexter are awesome. Everyone else is terrible. The movie's bad. It's bad in exactly the way I love movies yep. to be bad. I'm going three bullets for Free Jack. Yep. A little bit under that. 
not quite living up to my childhood memories, okay. but still an enjoyable evening throwing on Free Jack and watching it. Wasn't the worst Had thing. Had a good time. Had a good time. We've put ourselves through way worse. Oh, oh, and we will again. Not this month, though. <laughs> solid lineup, Nate. Solid, solid lineup. Solid lineup. This month, might have to do some talk off mic about Ooh. what we're doing. There's a scheduling conflict coming Ooh. up. But uh, coming up next week, we're, we're, we're trucking along, trucking through this 90s, a very cyberpunk Space Christmas truckers. event we've invited you all to. It's going to be the first appearance on this <gasps> podcast of a legend who is, we've, it's taken far too long for us to get to. Ooh. That's Don the Dragon Wilson. Ooh, baby. We're going to be watching his film Virtual Combat coming next week. So get on that thing and come back to us. For all you fans of the Biker Street Gang. And, and we know you're out there. And that Batman and Robin movie right. or whatever that was. Oh, the Dayglow. <laughs> You can't say Dayglo. That's, they're called Italians. My apologies. Yeah, shame on you. Sorry. You're racist. Yeah. Don't come <sighs> after me. I don't need wops coming to my door. Yep, you can't have it. Join us next week when we cover fucking uh, all those Italian movies. Oh, no? No, just, just virtual just, combat. Just virtual combat on Baby Oil and Blow. Stay, Stay single. single. It's a long road when you're on your And it hurts when they tear your dreams